0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, and welcome to High on Homegrown.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown. The D.N. has got um, a seasonal cold this week. It's not COVID.
2: It's definitely, it's definitely not COVID, because I can taste my spliffs and my kebabs and my coffee. Oh,
1: well, we're all good then? We're all good then? Yeah.
2: See. Si. Yeah, yeah. So, and you can't catch it over the mic anyway.
1: Yeah, that hasn't been confirmed by scientists yet, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, so welcome to High and Homegrown, everybody. I hope you're all as good and high as we are. So I'm, I'm Mackie from Percy's And also on the panel, we have Monkey. Monkey, what hey that, guys,
0: mate? how's it going? It's Monkey down in the southern U.S. You can find me over at Percy's, you can find me on Instagram, and you can find me right here. Hope everybody's high. Let's have some fun. Uh, GB, you want to say hello, mate?
3: Hey, how's it going, everybody? hope everyone has had a good week and an even better weekend. Um, yeah, let's get fucking stoned, baby people.
1: What are we all about there? Let's get stoned, man. You should
3: already be stoned before the show no, starts. I'm stoned since fucking nine o'clock this morning, man. <laughs> I have not been sober, you could say, all day long. TG,
1: what are you saying, man? Two states
4: of mind, man, stoned and asleep.
1: Have you been hitting the dabs this week, TG? Nope. No. So lungs are in all good condition, ready for the show. Yeah, well, they're always in good condition, man. Welcome, yeah. warm-up exercises and all that already. Sweet, nice. And see what you say, man.
2: Uh, evening, everybody. I'm having a bad day, a real bad day. But I hope you enjoy the show.
0: <laughs> Suffering. Does that mean he's we've, been out
2: there? The Cough <laughs> all over the place. Don't blame me. It's not. He's my been fun. out there I'm licking door you handles.
1: Me. You know. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got no door handles. I'm trying to catch corona now because if he gets immunity, he doesn't need the vaccine. He doesn't like injections, that's what it is no, Definitely not
0: Yeah, but I heard well, that immunity is not even guaranteed
1: now, man When we had uh, Peter Goins on the show, he said that it might change every couple of years so We'd need different vaccines
0: I think I had heard a, a news article somewhere that said uh, They've already confirmed that one person has caught COVID more than once And it was two different varieties of COVID So, mm-hmm. so there
1: we go, that's the introduction, everybody Thanks again for joining yeah. us We're going to move on to the, the news and events this week Ready? Steady Right, so news and events this week. Well, who, we got, who wants to go first, man? TJ, you got some interesting news for us, right, regarding the stuff from last week?
4: Yeah, uh, kind of. I guess a follow-up. I don't really have much more to say. I haven't found too much more, and uh, besides, kind of, I guess what's on the uh, the website's press release. But there's a little bit of chatter on Twitter about the uh, that the Humboldt Seed Organization and DNFM or Dynafem now in Spain both have been um, ceased their activities of of selling genetics Um, and it was I guess Interpol had the uh, or was involved and they were the ones that that um, I guess executed the the order (laughs) for a Star Wars kind of reference there but um, besides that um, it doesn't seem like there's much more to be said just yet people keep asking on Instagram to both companies kind of when you guys are going to be up and going and replies are are not great they're just like hopefully sometime but we don't know you know it's not it's not like they seem very yeah, positive i guess at this yes, point we'll back yeah some point. so they but, we um,
1: don't know what's going on
4: yeah but other than that i mean if anybody else has any info on that we'd love to to hear but other i haven't really heard too much more other than it's it's still the judicial process is still in progress and they're working to rectify it but
1: and there's also a little a, bit of a conspiracy theory you're bucking up there as well right tg
4: <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, again, it's not a, I don't know. I mean, Canada's coming out with a lot of, I guess, uh, companies that are starting to sell genetics here. And not that Canada's a really big player in the whole genetics game, but it does seem a bit strange that um, uh, these arrests are happening at the same time as legal companies are coming into the fold selling the, the same type of product, yeah. right? Same things always happen with the dispensaries. Um, so coincidence? And
1: stuff and, I think yeah. not. No. I don't
4: really think so but I
1: mean
4: <laughs> um, Interpol I think has probably their own priorities but yeah. Um,
1: country, Interesting man. Yeah. You've got another news story as well right? Just...
4: Yeah just well it's just a quick another one that's unrelated but a lot more positive. Uh, Ann Arbor Michigan has Whoa. actually decriminalized psychedelic mushrooms and other entheogenic plants such as Cool. Uh, like ibogaine and ayahuasca, mescaline. Peony. Ayahuasca. It's not. It's not legalized, but it says the law enforcement priority to investigate and arrest anyone planting, cultivating, purchasing, transporting, distributing, engaging in practices with or possessing entheogenic wow. plants is the lowest priority um, for wow. law enforcement. So
5: it's good. A, man. It's a good move.
1: Yeah,
4: very positive yep. that uh, that's happening there. So
1: yeah, ayahuasca though—that's a strong one. But you know, DMT. it's when any drug is illegal, it creates a unregulated market. Simple as that, of course. It builds crime. Ayahuasca right? doesn't, I don't know, the DMT,
4: it, that doesn't seem like one that people really abuse per se. Ayahuasca is a bit. No, everyone's you scared need. of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you smoke it, it's it, it takes you onto another planet for, and it's only lasts about 15 minutes. But with the ayahuasca brew, it, it lasts like eight a long hours. Time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you should probably be in a controlled environment doing that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: but, uh, that's
0: it. space for sure, huh?
1: Like everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's, it's have shaman and shit, you know, you can't just take that shit recreationally. Well, you can, but you should really be controlled. Yeah, set and setting, just like every psychedelic, right? So. Indeed. So what are you saying, Monkey? How's things for you, man?
0: Uh, pretty good. I got something here uh, sent to me through the forum by a member, LFC, and it, it was interesting. It's kind of a lighter side. Um, Spanish police have arrested a couple after spotting a cannabis plant that was growing in their backyard and the plant was 16 feet tall. <laughs> well, the officers <laughs> were, were issued a search warrant on the evidence of a telltale smell coming from the monster plant. Man, can you, monge, can you imagine the
1: telltale smell coming from the monster plant? Is that what really, just says. a smell odor <laughs> coming from this area. This plant was just about to devour a small family as it wore past the garden. Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they say that the plant was 16 feet tall and just as wide. So 16 oh, like, oh, feet tall. How many pounds of perfect weed <laughs> are we talking about here?
4: Go big or go home, yeah. What was the strain? Was that like redwood or something? They Jesus. didn't say, man, but I should <laughs> would
0: like to know what they were feeding it. thing. Yeah, that's crazy. So the detainees, a man and a woman whose nationalities were not revealed, appear in court, appealed in court and were released on bail. So evidently, it, you know, they, it's not that bad of a crime over there to grow a 16 foot plant. You get arrested, but yeah. you don't get thrown to prison right away.
1: So yeah, one plant broke
0: a big up status on Facebook for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just obnoxious. Fuck. <laughs> the article says more than four, more than twenty buds hanging from branches were said to be ready for harvest. Look, man, if you got a sixteen foot plant, they got way more than twenty buds ready for harvest. That's got to be crazy. They,
4: I Wonder what they put the value of that. Always the cops always exaggerate the values of their busts. So it's probably worth like ten
2: billion dollars on the street.
1: Ten right? million dollars. <laughs> well,
2: um, I'm, I'm, honestly, T.G., on that on that point, yeah, the, the they. they they, they go on the lowest possible denominations for sale, don't they? So, £10 bag. Yeah. So, they're splitting that into a £10 bag and then multiplying it by the, the minimum ounces. So oh, I'm sure. They say over here, it, it's it's a grander plant. But I think it's gone up to 1,500 quid now because of COVID ID. They're
4: <laughs> selling eat gram by gram. Yeah, but
2: like, fuck. Yeah buying bulk man like <laughs> yeah but they're, 10, they're, they, they like to get the
0: maximum amount yeah. of flipping like yeah. shock and yeah. order it's down. the same here yeah same thing right funny well to finish the article oh, up, it, it said that you know generally when these these officers arrest somebody they're able to clean up the scene really quickly but they said that the, the officer's quote was this was more than a plant it was a tree Normally, an individual <laughs> officer can take away two or three cannabis plants in one confiscation, but unfortunately, in this case, that was not possible. It's like, my God! Week, week, To so make them work. Oh, you <laughs> get, too big get for them, two so stoners out it. there, and that plant would be gone in. Five. Well, you know,
1: if that if that guy knew that the police were coming, he would have moved that fucking plant on his own fast.
2: Yeah, yeah really
0: fast. <laughs> it wouldn't take it wouldn't take that long to move 16 foot of, of cannabis. No, no
2: I and mean, replanted it somewhere. <laughs> really or just or anything
0: but, uh, epic though. But uh, thanks to LFC for sending me that article. I do appreciate it, man. That was quite cute.
1: Yeah, man. If you if you want us to talk about a news article at any point on the show, then just inbox us on the forum or send an email or drop a comment somewhere. We always like to read out news articles that the listeners send us. Oh, yeah. So, what are you say GP. What you got? Um, ZN. ZN's next. Are you sure? Yeah. Go for it, man. Okay.
2: Well, I've got another one, right? I've got shut down for this one because I'm not a doctor and all that bollocks, so you're listening to me this time. Um, the Daily Mail today, I know it's the Daily Mail, so take it as you will. Um, three separate teams of medical researchers working on new ways to combat complications of COVID have potentially discovered an unlikely remedy. Um, this is going on in University of South Carolina. Uh, with experiments on mice, that cannabis can actually prevent the extreme immune response that can prove fatal to coronavirus patients. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite having a, a this is this has got to be a, a, a coincidence as well, isn't it? I mean, a virus comes along, and then they want to uh, uh, legalise cannabis and make loads of money, and then all of a sudden, cannabis is good for COVID. <laughs> okay.
3: We've been saying I'm, it for, I'm having a bit of saying it. it since fucking April.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we say cannabis well, is good was, for everything, now. You know how that goes. Yeah. It's true, my friend. <laughs> true. Say that, though, isn't it. It. Well, it regulates but the apparently.
1: endocannabinoid system and it reduces stress. So, you know, yeah, that is, is does to do that. something.
0: Well, I think they actually, you know, they're actually now admitting at least that the cannabis isn't harming anyone as far as COVID goes.
4: Well, the more studies they do. But it's, it's basically inevitable. This, all these studies are basically going to say there is no harm, you know? They just need to do them. Just like when Nixon did it back in the... With, I can't remember the name of the study. I really should, because it's a famous marijuana study in, in the 70s, and it said Nixon's own team there there is nothing bad about cannabis basically. And yeah. he said, Fuck that. And he threw it in the garbage and then made it illegal and arrested all the hippies.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's when well, they well. that's when they gassed that chimp with fifteen hundred pounds of uh, yeah. marijuana. Well, that was, yeah. yeah, look, it can kill you. That was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next
1: test I wanna see is I wanna see right. some guy smoke it and see if it turns into a bat, because I heard that happen. Yeah. yeah, I want to watch yeah. him
0: turn into a bat and fly around the room. No, I am saying I want that Please. test if you guys want to go to still, Somebody Sergeant Studenko in the
4: third movie, he fucking turns into a lizard, man.
0: Sure <laughs> he's always after. Yeah, and he after meets the, the Indian in the desert, right? Yeah. How's news your way, GP?
3: Oh, news is terrible our way. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: it's... N- I should really check beforehand with you guys and then be like, who's got the happy news? And then make sure that you go last. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> it's,
3: it's, it's not great news because it is... Just been announced that Neffit, um, that is like our health agency over here in Ireland, has strongly recommended to the government in the last few hours that we go back to level five restrictions. So that is everybody is locked back in their house; they're not allowed to go within yeah. is a three-kilometer radius of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fucking madness. So, um Fuck, man. if. If this is going to happen. And I have strong suspicions that it is. Make sure you stock up boys and girls in the next Mm -hmm. couple of days. Because this could be another few weeks. That's going to be very... lockdown coming. Yeah. Rough,
0: man. So...
2: This is your three-minute mi- three warning from Percy's growing. Yeah, heard <laughs> it here first, my friends. He
0: got cocoa. Got. <laughs> the government no. ain't going to
2: tell you until two days after it's happened. Now yeah. <laughs> the, the cases are just shooting
1: up now, aren't they? All over the place, and they're they they're blaming it on let everybody social. go back to bloody school? That'd be silly. I, I heard I heard the government say on the radio that COVID doesn't spread in schools, and they're deep. No, shit. So it's definitely it not it the, the head teachers. I know there's been a massive rise since the kids went back to school, but that's just a coincidence, cool mate. It's
2: just yeah. It's yeah, nothing yeah, to do yeah. with the
1: spread. No, I, just, ad hoc I'm... ergo prop to hoc, mate. Yeah, correlation does not always equal causation. <laughs> See, we're, <laughs> we're having um,
3: we're yeah, we're having <laughs> an awful problem with with teenagers having big fucking raves and parties. Like there was yeah. Yeah. one house had eighty something fucking kids in it, and two two fucking guards arrived at <sighs> the door.
0: They were going on here too, man. They would call them COVID parties. They would literally yeah. have them out there just just to defy the the, uh, the lockdown.
1: Man, it's all going crazy. But you, you've just got to try and do your own thing, man. Try and ignore everybody else. Just try and do your own thing. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Stay do safe.
4: The house unless
1: you really have to, man. Just Fly do under the radar. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> really,
0: yeah really forum news.
1: Any forum news? We've got all the competitions <laughs> the this month now. We've got a Bud of the Month, for planet of the Month up and running. Yep. And they are sponsored by Dutch Passion. Some nice seeds being given away in them. We've also got um, just a random giveaway where you just enter into the competition by commenting on the thread. And then there'll be a giveaway at the end of the month. And that one's sponsored by Ali Bongo. Some nice stuff given away there as well. There's going to be some more comps coming up. You might have seen the care package video, which Barney's Farm sent. And that's uh, the dog's bollocks. You know what i It is. That's <laughs> some great seeds
0: in that package, man. Yeah, really? Man. Good stuff. <laughs> Too big in the street. You know, yeah, that's on our YouTube trays, channel if you haven't seen it. Rolling trays and man, good stuff. Yeah, man. Loads of
1: good shit. So thanks to Barney's farm for that. We got some more shit coming as well. We got lots going on right now in regards to competitions. Excellent. Uh any more news for the forum? We've got the LAPO Cush think Uh Josh is just about to start here soon, right?
0: Yeah, I think has got, anybody uh, got yeah, their seeds yet? Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't got mine. Good. I think Josh has. i got a confirmation. Somebody's got, got the seeds. Somebody's yeah, got a few seeds.
1: people who've got theirs.
0: Yeah.
4: What
2: the fuck?
0: No. Oh. Well.
2: Well,
4: I'm, I guess I'm quite a little, a little lot, quite well, a lot further away than most.
0: This uh, one's yeah, not a race, so it's no big deal, you know.
4: Yeah, I'll chase well, it off for the uh, I'll chase it's it off for the race. It's a race for me, man.
0: I got a well, nose. I mean, but we can do a race comp one time. <laughs> finish the fast, yeah, man, high shield if you want to play that. But I mean, if the forum wants to do that, that they just drop drop us a note and let us know and we'll get it together.
1: Mm. Um, the high on homegrown like website because we've got um, high on com, and if you go there, you can see all the, the episodes. For download, you can just download or listen straight from there. And we've set up that as a nice website now. So check that out if you got time. No, Sounds week. like we're good. Sounds like we're all good. Let's move on to the famous stoner this week. Whose section is this? This is G.B. <laughs> G- G- that's you. Um, How could I forget that after 14 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Not only you, I forgot in?
3: myself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um,
3: this week, guys, um, we are actually going to talk about... uh novelist from back in the day, he has wrote some of the best novels I, I have ever come across. I love them personally. They're their personal favourites, um, and I'm sure they will be favourites to an awful lot of ye And um, tonight we are going to have a chat about Alexander Dumas. If you look at he's had the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, he's had um, the Three Musketeers, the man in the mine, uh, the man in the iron mask, uh, shit. There's another one that I just cannot think of off the top of my head. Oh, the Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Ah, uh, all of those have yeah. like been
3: made into feature-length, like, feature film movies that are excellent movies as well. So I'd highly recommend to watch them. I, as you can tell, I love all that type of shit. So.
1: so this guy was a stoner. Then? This
3: guy was a serious stoner.
1: Where's we'll he getting weed from back in the
3: day? He got it, and it wasn't weed. <laughs> it was hashish. Ah. Ah. I, I will give you a little bit of background about him. He was born in 1802, and he died in 1870. Um, he was most famous for plays, believe it or not, when he was alive. And it was um, and for short stories, they were known as series in newspapers and um, I think it was books. Most of his... Actual books like the Three Musketeers, um, the whole D'Artagnan um, romances, everything. There were so many of them, but they um, they went. He that's where he made turned them into into novels eventually, and a, a lot of them were done post um, posthumously as well. The Count of Monte Cristo is my favorite book ever. It is my favorite story. It is a story of love, betrayal, deceit, and then most of all, it's revenge. I highly recommend to read it if you just have not read it.
1: Hey, mister, what you reading for? <laughs> 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 yeah, but there is... A- who said that? Anybody? Anybody? TG, you got Hicks, man. Everyone. Of course. Yes. Bill, Bill fucking Hicks. I knew TG would know. So Sorry, I don't TG.
4: end up a fucking waffle waitress like you?
1: <laughs> hey, mister. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, GB. We're on that tangent again. Sorry. No, you're
3: so like, um, yeah, he is accredited to having having um, produce over a thousand pieces of work. That's a fucking serious amount of work. Yeah.
1: To do that amount of work, you it's, have to be a stoner to handle it. In him a him.
3: lifetime, you know, but like not only, mm-hmm. um, he was he was part of a secret society called Club Des Hashianes, which was basically the hash eaters club, mm, and no yeah, way. Sweet. and in this like <laughs> th- this was a serious fucking crew, man. Like he was part of the um, there was hair There's just a list a mile long of some of these. People. These are all famed novelists and writers and scientists and everything. During the day, they um, they ate this stuff called the wasca. In it was a green paste made up of cannabis resin mixed with fat, honey, and pistachios. So they used to eat this Ooh. shit and get fucking trippy. Uh, they used to smoke all different types of hash and mix it in with different things. And it was basically they seen it. it that sounds it...
0: like hash baklava, man.
3: Mm. Sounds nice, very really? nice. And there is, and you can see that um, Dumas was. Such an advocate and a, a pusher and a real fan of this Damascus, because he even has it. It's, it's he has subtle nuances and references of it in loads of his books. One of my favourite scenes um, comes from a part in um, the Count of Monte Cristo when Franz he's uh, he arrives on the island where da- Edmond Dantes is hiding out. Now he's he's pretending that he's, they're up and they're having dinner and then they're eating this paste. And there's just a reference to it when he's back in his room and it's, as to Franz, a strange transformation had taken place in him. All the bodily fatigue of the day, all the preoccupation of mind, which the events of the evening had brought, and disappeared as they do at the first approach of sleep, when we are still sufficiently conscious to be aware of the coming slumber. His body seemed to acquire an airy lightness, his precipitation brightened in a remarkable manner, his sense seemed to redouble in power. The horizon continued to
1: expand.
3: Oh, I'll just finish me. on that. That is just it explains cannabis. It's, yeah, yeah. He
0: yeah. Him, man, that was pretty close. Yeah. He's taking the weed now. That's all he was doing. Yeah. Big old one. Yeah.
3: So, and that's the first time when this Franz character has partaken of the hashish.
0: Wow. In Veroshed,
1: "Should we get stoned before reading GB? You you should get stoned before reading anything. Always be, always be yeah. stoned. You don't read anything unless you're stoned.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I read most of it uh. backwards anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, yeah, no, that's Thanks. Alexander Dumas. So I will um actually cover this cafe, um. The club, sorry, club des has Sisyon's property on another time because it's a fucking epic, epic little establishment. That was back come in man. the day, 1840, like, come on.
1: <laughs> it
3: sounds like what but, we're trying to fight for today. Exactly.
4: Fucking clubs of yeah. consumption.
1: Yeah. Before this bullshit regulation bullshit. Yeah, I really you know.
3: So, yeah. that is what...
1: Okay, so there we go. Uh, Thank you very much, GB. No Let's move on to the Grow cards this week. You're not know, of love that, shit. You're not know a shit. So, grow guides this week. So, we've gone through everything so far around the last step, man the drying and the curing of your cannabis to make sure that it's some good shit. Because if you don't dry it properly, if you dry it too fast, it can be harsh in flavor. It, it, and when you smoke it, will give you a sore throat because there's chlorophyll trapped in it and shit. You know, if you let it dry for too long, then you risk getting mold and butter out on there, and that can ruin the whole crop. So there's a fine balance you have to find. And also, if you're drying at the wrong temperatures as well, you can damage the terpenes. And the terpenes is what's going to give your buds the smell and the flavor. So if they get damaged, then you'll obviously lose smell and flavor. So at the co- the cooler temperatures are better for drying because it will leave more terpenes intact. You know, The harder it gets, the more terpenes are going to be destroyed as well, so you'll lose more smell and flavor that way. So if you're looking to preserve flavor, you want to try and keep it cool no. So, uh, what techniques do you use for trying loads? Does anybody want to take this first? <laughs> don't know jumping up once now.
0: I think everybody's watching. Make sure we don't walk on top of each other. I think uh, they grade so much. I mean, but well,
1: it's one of them things where we all just really do this kind of thing on our own because you, you know in our own different yeah. way. Because you read the guide saying it needs to be at this yeah. temperature, you need to do this, you need to do that, but it's a lot more difficult than people think. You, you don't have the space. For a well, you know, it's
0: different for certain reasons. TG, why don't you start?
1: Well, I,
4: I always say, you know, you guys are, you're right. Everything, everybody's situation is going to be different, but there are some parameters that you want to be able to dial in, no matter what your situation is. And that would be your, your temperature, like Mackie mentioned uh, earlier, and the, and the humidity, right? Those those are the two conditions that are going to affect the, the, the uh, I guess the time that your bud takes to dry, and then by proxy, Um, allow the the compounds in the bud to to break down slowly, like they should, to allow the water to evaporate evenly. Um, So you get a nice even smoke, rather than frying the outside of the tips and then having some moisture still on the outside. so however you go about doing that, whether it's in a in a box um, or in your tent or if you have a special room or just if your basement or wherever you're growing is a, the ideal conditions, you know, it's just those conditions are the things you need to, to nail down. And and like we say, like I live in Saskatchewan, it's really dry here all the time. So I always have to have a humidifier in my tent, for example, to boost the humidity, because even the residual humidity coming off the buds. Um, isn't enough to keep it at those ideal conditions other places where it's a lot more humid obviously wouldn't have to use a humidifier so it's just whatever your situation needs I guess to to uh acquire those specific conditions and then it's a lot it's it's a little bit of DIY you kind of have to be a MacGyver um, and think about you know how can I achieve those conditions and and I guess yeah we can can, we'll go through kind of what we all do and then you can base your situation uh, whatever is most similar to what you have going kind of on, on what we have going, but yeah, you want to be able to modify it to, to your own situation. Um, mm-hmm. But based on those, those variables. Yeah.
1: So see, Cause we discussed it last week, how to harvest and you know, you're going to have your buds hanging upside down, whether you trim them or not is up to you. Cause there's two main ways to really dry your plants and you, you can trim them beforehand when you harvest them, and then hang them up as just the buds or trim them off the stems so that the buds themselves laying in a net. Yeah. Or you can also do something called dry trimming, where you pretty much chop the branch off the plant and you hang it up and you leave it as it is. You don't trim anything off it until it's dry. Anybody use that technique before?
0: I dry do a trim. combination of both kind of, you know. I, yeah. I, at first, I did exactly what you're talking about as far as dry trimming, just hung everything up. But now mm-hmm. I'll take the plant out the tent and I'll just leave it standing there and then I'll strip off any remaining fan leaves or big stuff that I can find leave the sugar leaf alone, and then I'll go ahead and hang.
1: It. There's also bud washing, which you can do as well. Some people might wash their buds beforehand too. And if you're growing outside, or there's a lot of bugs have gone to it, you spread it with pesticides, maybe a lot of dust. There's lots of different reasons why you'd wash your buds. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people might you know, like, uh, do the trimming first and then wash the buds and then hang them up, or they might wash first, then trim, then hang them up. There's all different ways you do it, lots of different processes. Well, pretty much, you just want to hang them up in a, a cool environment with a fan blowing. A, the air needs to be moving around the grow room. Don't blow the fan directly at the buds because you don't want to try the outside too quickly. So, the outside
0: too quickly. super gentle movement of air in the room, just a, yeah. a swirling of the air. Because if you don't keep the air moving, a little five inch pockets,
1: PC yeah. fan works well.
0: Yeah, anything, right? Just and only a
1: small fan as well. You don't want to blast it. You don't no, know, right? I use two,
0: two four inch fans That's in my room, and it's plenty mm-hmm. just enough to keep that air ter- just barely moving. Yeah, define cool Mac. It's like
1: um 22 degrees, more. Well, yeah, even lower than that if you can. Yeah, I mean, down to 18 is good. Yeah, yeah. And sorry, Inver, I didn't realize, I guess, those
4: parameters I mentioned. Yeah, the, the temperature in yeah, here. We have not got there yet. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> But we're so there now.
1: So Okay, yeah, those,
4: those are important obviously and you wanna you wanna be able to nail them down. But yeah, I always say fifty to fifty five humidity
0: mm. and about eighteen yeah. Celsius if you can if you can get there. If yeah. I can get that, I'm happy, man. That that's I pretty, mean eighteen C is right? good because
1: as I said, it, the higher in temperature you get, the the more you're gonna damage the terpenes. And some terpenes won't survive at like twenty two degrees C. Yeah. The, the weaker ones will die off and there's some terpenes like the pineapple flavor terpene apparently dies off when it goes above 15 degrees c yeah. and that's where you don't find pineapple tasting weed very often because it's hard to keep yeah. it at that low temperatures there's
4: actually a really good article that I'll, I'll post in the forums talking exactly about about this and how curing affects a lot of the the monoterpenes the sesquiterpenes like it's, it's a chemistry stuff but there's various types of terpenes and some of them are more like Mackie said, robust than others, and um, yeah, you lose a lot of unique flavors um, when you when you cut and then when you start drying because a lot of those those compounds are very unstable. So um, you got to make sure you can try and dial in those those conditions to to try and preserve those as best you can.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, the the important thing, like we said, is to keep air moving around the grow tent because if the air gets gets stale pockets in it, then there's going to be mold spores which are everywhere. But when the conditions are right, they'll germinate and start growing, which will make your buds mouldy and it will keep your bud rot. But if you can keep the air moving and make sure there's no stale air pockets, then it makes it harder for the multiples to germinate in the first place. So it's important to have that air blowing around. But again, don't blow it directly at the buds, because if you blow it directly at the buds, it dries the outside of the buds out, but the inside still got a lot of moisture trapped in there, and it won't be able to get out so quickly because the outside's dry like a casing. You know, so you want to try and Dry the buds out slowly so they dry evenly. So, how long do you think it takes for uh, your buds to dry on average? You want to take that, Zian?
2: Seven to ten days. I'm usually aiming for.
5: Hmm.
2: Um, I've had faster and they're not as good. Um, I've had slower and they're better, but I can't. I can't really get slower. I mean, more seven to ten days. I'm lucky if I get ten days out of it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that's round about where I aim for
1: anyway and it's nice to have the time to dry because obviously when you harvest most of the time your jars are empty
0: yeah
1: you haven't got anything so you want to you know you don't want to wait two weeks for your your buds to dry man you want to it's not like you want to speed dry it because it'll ruin it but you don't want to take too long at the same time drying times will vary too depending on whether or not
4: you're you're hanging a whole plant or as you can see in my picture i have that that rack with the screens there that Mackie was talking about that one, I like I wet trim. So I'll, I'll trim all the buds and then I'll cut each individual bud off the stem. So I don't have to have stems. I just lay them all in there and then it, it dries um, quite nicely. As long as How long does it take? Um, depends on the size of the buds. You know, like I can start, I have smokable bud after about four days, like the really small larfy kind of stuff. Right. But in general, like the, the properly, you know, dense, hard top cola type stuff, that'll take, you know, just the same as zombie said. I think seven, like seven, seven. ish days. Yeah. Usually not quite. Uh, it's more on the shorter. I'd say five days.
3: Yeah. Eight. Yeah.
4: It's like around eight days kind of max. But um... yeah.
3: It's, uh, I, I do the very same as I manicure the plant down while she's still on the plant. And then I tr- take off the buds individually and stick them onto a net. I put the biggest buds up top and I put the lowest buds down the bottom. I keep her at about. Sp- between 17 and 18 degrees yeah and then I, I just keep one 18 inch or one eight inch um fan pointed down and at the kind of down and right. at an mm-hmm. angle yeah. so it creates a kind of a circle around but no, right. no air actually yeah. points directly
4: you and just turns it Yeah, so it right just
3: the wall. keeps it nice nice movement yeah. in it
4: yeah, yeah, because the, the moist air does it will stagnate and just kind of sit around your buds as it as it evaporates out of them. So yeah, you definitely want to be refreshing that, and as well exhausting the air too. I mean, you got to refresh the air in your space, as long, assuming you're you're drying in your
1: tent or a, or a small
4: space, because that will get
1: um, saturated. Yeah, normally... right, so what's what's happening during the drying process is the moisture inside the buds is leaving. But if that happens too quickly, it doesn't give the plant time to break down the sugars and the starches inside it, like chlorophyll. And the more chlorophyll you've got in the bud at the end when it's dry, that's going to make the smoke harsh. Right. So, if the longer you can leave it to give the plant time to break down them sugars and starches, the better.
3: Well, you want you don't want it to to leave it too or to to leave it too long because you lose some of the, the goodness of the bud
1: as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and you don't want to let it be too dry either. Because you're going to cure it no. after it's reached a certain stage of drying, and big farm um, black harps mentioned here as well. Uh, it needs to be in the dark. You know, it needs to be a blackout situation. Oh, yeah, well, It's true. It's good to oh, make yeah. sure that these things dry in the dark. You don't should to encourage the production of chlorophyll yeah. again when the light hits the plant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been taking mine a, a little bit in phases lately. Um, I started experimenting a while ago. When the colas along, I'll usually, after seven days, I'll take the top of the colas, like the first maybe three to four inches of the cola. It'll be plenty dry enough to go ahead and do a finished dry trim, and I'll go ahead and jar that up with, with the hygrometers and everything else, and I'll usually leave the other ends. The parts that are on the thicker stems seem to take a little bit longer to dry because, I guess, moisture in the stems down there or something. But anyway, I'll usually leave those for an extra two to three days, and then I'll take those off and put those in jars and do the same thing. But So after hanging these
1: things up in the dark between 18 and 22 degrees Celsius, with a slight breeze blowing around the tent, yeah. that, that's about it, really. You know what Pretty much, see? yeah. Just- yeah what, what I do? And then you just wait well, until they're dry. No, it, well, no, I humidity. think... That, um, Oh yeah, what humidity you want to go 55 to sixty 55 percent maximum, and you'll see the humidity in the first uh, in the first few days after harvest. It will be much higher because there's a lot more moisture leaving the plant because it's yeah, easier for it us sure. to do so. You know. and
0: turn up your. Extraction. So don't be too yeah, That's don't be too do.
1: concerned by that. Just turn up the extraction. It's, it's pretty don't, crazy don't, how much yeah. moisture they
4: lose in the first two days compared to yeah. the last you know five days.
1: Oh, right. you could
3: you could be spiking like fucking.
1: But like as long as you keep that air moving, in high it's 80s. all good. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, just exhausted, and and then and, lower uh, it down as you need to. When you get down to the right kind of the fifty-five, you can lower your your extraction back down to try to keep it in in the sweet zone. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like what uh, was it? Kenny was saying about those inkbirds. Those inkbirds work awesome for dialing in your uh, your temp and humidity in there. I have my humidifier plugged in to the the low, I guess, on the humidity controller, and my exhaust fan plugged into the high, and I set it to fifty-four percent. With a plus minus of one percent so at 55 my exhaust fan kicks on and sucks it out brings it down to 54 and then as soon as it gets lower than 53 then my humidifier comes on and according to my hygrometer that i have in there it doesn't fluctuate more than four percent so that's a really good option uh, to use those things or any temperature humidity controller Um, obviously you need to space it you know or uh, size it for your your space but i'm growing in a 32 by 32 by 62 inch um or i'm drying sorry and it works amazing for that so that's something to consider too
1: so when do we think that this shit is dry man how do you decide yourselves what do you think gb when do you think your buds are dry Um, because you are uh, off the buds as well aren't you off the stem so you just got mine are off after so how do you check that that's dry
3: well i i checked it i like to see that there's um that they're kind of going a little bit crispy on the outside, but that you can see, if you break them open, mm. you can still see that they're just that little bit on the yeah. inside, that they're still that little bit damp. There's that, and then I still leave like on the top cola, there would be a couple of ones that I'd still leave. So I'd leave a, one branch with kind of two or three. So I I'd, I'd check the branch yeah. as I'm going along. So I, I kind of do a mix of a few different mm. Different things. I think uh, I always, as you said, I leave them in. I start with the bottom ones and I look and I just kind of check them all. I tore my buds as well. Yeah. I know you, I don't know if you see. I like to
1: leave it until the buds are snapping, like audibly snapping clean off the branches, because then you know that there's enough moisture gone. Because if there's too much moisture in the bud when you begin to cure it, that moisture is going to disperse back throughout the buds like it's locked in the center but it feels crispy on the outside. And when that moisture disperses through the buds again, there's some terpenes again that do the, the smell and flavor that are gonna be damaged by that moisture so yeah. you want to make sure that the buds are properly yeah. dry before you start curing them otherwise you're going to fuck up the flavor and the taste and it's an important factor for a lot of us growers you know you want to make sure that, that shit's done right so always well, but you don't want to leave it until it's too dry as well so
4: um the way i do it i do it the same as gb like with my screen you can see there and i don't have any stems to snap you know per se i could leave some but i don't I don't really like using that as a very um, accurate way because I've, I've been burned before using that. So what yeah, I yeah. do is I like to, to weigh. I, I weigh the, the heaviest cola, so the biggest cola, or at least in my opinion, roughly the biggest cola, and you get that. So say it weighs 20 grams wet. When it Whenever it weighs 75% less, so 5 grams, um, that's when I would say it's dry enough. Um, and right. that usually is a pretty good yeah, approximation. In my
1: experience, so there you go for for you new growths there just just in case you didn't understand what happened just then, when you dry in your buds, they're gonna shrink and are gonna mm-hmm. weigh like a one third th- of what they one
0: fourth of the original is which you yeah, get man. yeah that's a that's a great hack if they're really listening and paying attention when you have to guess the weight of a of a harvest and somebody tells you the wet weight there's a hack right yeah. there percent, of course it. it's really
1: accurate actually so yeah man so shit dry goes into jars what you do next. Monkey, do you want
0: to go for that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've started, um, I actually bit the bullet and went and bought the hygrometers, the little battery operated ones. They're not that expensive. I think they're probably about two US bucks per and they last a while. Mm -hmm. So I I actually, after I get them, the buds are down, I do a a finished dry trim on them, get them the way I want them to look and then they go into quart mason jars. And I put my jars at a just a little over three quarters full. Put the hygrometer in it, and I close the jars. They go into a dark cupboard. And then every day I open them up. I look at the hygrometers. If I'm if I'm uh, above fifty five percent, they get burped. And if they're not above 55 percent, right. they get left alone.
1: You see, I like um. I don't really check the humidity and shit inside my jars. I just know the texture and the sound mainly. Yeah. You know, you can tell when they're at the right texture because you can hear them rattle when you shake the jar
0: Yeah.
1: and when exactly. they're soft you don't really hear it so well because they're soft
0: well, I, I bought the hygrometers because I, I, I experienced some bud rot, and I said, "Okay, I, I, I'm a technology guy. I like numbers." What was that
1: inside the jars?
0: Um, no, but you know, it, it just scared me enough that I just wanted to do this, and you know, I was one of the deals. So and a
1: couple of, a couple of quid for peace of mind. you can't complain, can you? No,
0: I mean, come on. Look, I spent less than thirty bucks U.S. for a dozen of these things, and for all that work and all that time, man, it's money well spent, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, well, the humidity it's is probably probably... a good idea
2: to get some spare batteries for them, too.
0: Yeah, um, the batteries came included on in these, and you know, I expect the batteries probably to last a year. And they, uh, you don't can... need them, no, yeah, I don't really need
2: them. Depends on how long them, them them little hygrometers have been sitting on the shelf. I got some, and the batteries disappeared in about a month That's and a half. Yeah.
0: I'm not worried about that. Like I said, this was just peace of mind and money well spent for, for the number of ounces that, that this is, in my mind, going to save. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, now
1: while you're in in these jars, you know you got to make sure that the jars are airtight and don't fill them any up any more than three quarters full, because you want space for air to move. You. Shake them up every couple of hours or something if you need to. Yeah, yeah, good call. And then after uh, like 24 hours on the on the first one, on your first burp, after about 24 hours, open up the jars again for 10 minutes or so just to let the old air out and put some new stuff in, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to feel the buds at this point, and they'll feel uh, like they'll feel wet again. Not massively, they'll be damp, but they shouldn't be as dry as what they were. If that happens, then you've probably overdried them. But they should return to a little bit of, of wetness. And then over the, you leave it for ten minutes to let that air escape and for them to dry out a bit more, put the lid back on. And then again the next day around the same time, burp them again, do the same thing. And that'll carry on for about a week. That's what I do. What do you guys do? I roughly yeah. the
3: same. The same thing. Yeah. And then after after I kind of I continue, I burp, and then maybe once yeah. a week for about ten minutes. Because again, it's Definitely. about bringing
1: that moisture out from the from the middle of the bud. It needs to disperse through the buds and then evaporate again. But this needs to happen slowly. Because if it's done too quickly and there's too much moisture, again, you are damage to terpenes. So just Usually. slowly bring that moisture out, burp it, and then bring it out slow again, burp it some more. Mm-hmm. And over a week or so, it'll become nicely cured. But it can take you can burp it for for months you know you can cure it for months cure you eat for a long time what are you saying
3: oh. if you have enough oh i was just gonna say yeah. yeah i
1: mean like the week i would say a week is is
4: probably necessary at least but i always find afterwards like second week on i burp it but it's because i'm always just like stealing cookies from the cookie jar kind of thing so they get mm-hmm. opened randomly yeah. throughout the day and you know you shake it around, like you said, to, to move the air around. And yeah, it's uh, curing is kind of like a, for me at least, it's an in-progress in- thing, or a, a, a it happens at the same time as me fucking smoking the shit Really, you cure until mm-hmm. it's
0: done. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> cure,
1: like Fish said a couple of weeks ago, you know, he cures his weed until his jars are empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, think, somebody mentioned the Boveda packs there.
0: Right, that's what I was going uh, to
1: go did mm-hmm. Anybody use them? I
0: don't. Yeah.
1: Know. I've heard that they they can affect the flavour of the buds, and obviously I don't yeah. want that because flavours affect big taste for me. I got a bit of a
2: plasticky taste. I tasted some that somebody had cured with the bovita packs, and I got a bit of a plasticky taste, and I kind of thought, nah, that's not funny. Well, yeah So, so you, here,
3: you see a lot of these. Um... Here in
4: Canada, they use the shit out of them. A lot of the legal companies um put them in the jars with them and stuff. And they, you know, the, it's not the Bovida's pack, packs fault. It's the jars that are not sealed, so they always just come back crusty as fuck anyway. But yeah, in my experience, I don't really like them. um there's a lot of people that have said they kind of give the weed a weird taste, they s- quote steal terpenes kind of thing. It's all anecdotal. Like there's I don't know of any studies that have measured bovita terp bovita weed versus non-Bovida weed using, a- you know, actual instrumentation and shit, but there's a lot of people that say this, like a lot of different people and they're not like being paid or anything. So it is kind of interesting.
0: But, but the so, thing
1: is uh the way i like to see it is them for kind of things are for people who don't grow their own and if you grow your own and you need to restore humidity to some buds, then you can always drop a small leaf from your plant that's into all the does. jar. Yeah. You know, and that will restore moisture, but not interfere with the flavor of the cannabis either, because you're just putting cannabis into the, you know, a wet leaf. And that will let some of the moisture out and put it into the buds. You don't want to go too crazy, you know, not a massive leaf, just a small one to do. But that's a good way to put moisture back into the buds. My opinion would say
4: if if your bud is properly dried and cured, you shouldn't need moisture packs of any kind um what you should do though is as you work your way, like say you start in a big big jar right you should as you move uh or as you use your weed you should rejar it to not have a giant space of open air because that open air the more you open it yeah, yeah. you know is that's going to dry out your weed so if you can keep just you know just
1: that little pocket of air kind of the whole time just after about a week you know because you're curing first for about a week where you do need that space but then after that, when when the weed's properly dried and it's ready for long-term storage, then you fill the jar up. You know, you don't want too much air in there to, for it to evaporate yeah. into. Sure. You know, just let all that moisture disperse around the buds nicely. What's left, and it turns it into just. It smells so nice when it's properly cured. Mm. Properly packed weed
4: like that, like I say, shouldn't need um, any sort of packs or or you know humidity packs or anything because, like you just said, there's only that little bit of air, so it should. There shouldn't be enough air to evaporate into, right? So, that's a good way to to keep your weed fresh and not have to buy all that extra bullshit.
1: So that's yeah, about air, it, then. You know? That's that's drying and curing, man. You know, hang the shit up, wait for it to dry. It takes about a week. Stick it in the jars, burp it every day for about a week, right? And then you can store it. In, and when it's properly dried, you know, get the yeah. little humidity sensors if you need to. And then when it's like between, with 58 percent, then it's good to be stored. Well.
3: But it is it's it's like making a fine mm-hmm. wine you know or making beer the first couple of beer um, brews that you make aren't probably won't be a hundred percent they won't be but as you every time you do a grow it just gets better and better and you know more of the plant and plant and it just it comes more natural
0: mm-hmm. yeah now how long can we store that weed in that jar in that cupboard not with which on a podcast full of stoners here asking how long can you store weed in the cupboard? The answer is going to be well, as long as it, it's there. Yeah, just keep it in the right. dark, and it
1: should be good for six months. You keep it in a dark yeah, yeah. cupboard. Yeah. it should be good for six months in the jar. If you want to store it longer than that, then freezer yeah. or fridge. You know,
0: yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think refrigerator would be a good way to slow down the aging after six months. Mm-hmm. Just make Some sure you freezing.
4: fucking good if it's in the fridge because that's kind of a shitty environment. You get smells in your fridge and as long as, you know, assuming there's other stuff in your fridge. So if you're going to do that,
1: make sure you have it sealed extremely well.
0: Oh, yeah. Glass jars. Invera, mm. yeah, just say, like, what is burping? I mean, how
1: long for? It's like five seconds, one minute. No, you just burp the jar for like 10 minutes. Leave it open. Just let the, the old yeah. air out. Give the jar a shake before you open it. Things like that just make sure that all the old air has escaped from the container.
0: I'm always afraid of busting tricombs. You uh, you will use glass jars for yours, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'll use use kilogers.
2: Make sure you don't shake it while the jar's open. (laughs) Really?
0: uh, Ultimate stoner mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Not (laughs) an obviously, (laughs) I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it twice. Yes.
1: Well, I use plastic tubs, man, because I know for sure that they're airtight, and that's an important factor and there it's not like when plastic tubs are new, they can have a little bit of a sense to them. But these have been used many times, so it's just weed now in there, really only ever smells like weed. And right. it, it's really nice to cure in there because I know that it's really airtight and all that moisture is dispersing while throughout the buds, you know. But yeah. right, so uh I think that's about it for the grow guides on this section. So next week, I think uh Invero mentioned this isn't the last step because we need to explain how to use it, and that's a very good fucking point. Ooh, so really? next week. Next week, we'll be discussing what you can do with your harvest. Next, oh, well, you know, you're okay. gonna make joints of it here in a bowl, make some edibles, make some extracts. What are you gonna do, man? We'll, we'll discuss what you can do with your weed on the next mm. show. I think that's a good idea, Excellent. that's a great idea.
3: Yeah, man, it's very good. Sweet, yeah, so
1: thanks for the idea then, Vero. You will help make the show, you, you know, just as much as we do, man. We need the what you want to hear, we'll make that yeah. content. Just
4: always let we us know. Do. We used to talk amongst ourselves all the time, and it's like it'd be weird if we just fucking talk to ourselves so yeah you guys are as part of the shit as we are absolutely yeah, of course
1: all <laughs> right so with that we should move on to strainer of the week
0: down to you monkey oh you didn't give me a ding that time but i'll take it in anyway.
1: oh ding sorry ding
0: <laughs> it was recorded last week
1: so <laughs> <laughs> i just got a bit distracted because it uh, it was it was like uh not responding and the software stopped responding, and then TG said, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, it's the fucking thing gone down. But no, it's all good.
0: We're still here. So um,
1: uh, panic over, ping. ping. So. <laughs> let's talk about That's the strain it, okay. of the week.
0: Yeah, this week, let's, let's talk it. about Tangy. Now, Tangy is a strain that a few people might know about. Does anybody here ever smoke any tangi or grow any tangi?
1: Yeah, sorry. I love Tangy.
0: Yeah, I like Tangy, too. It's a good one, isn't it? just finished
1: well i've grown tangerine dream is that tangy
0: well actually tangerine dream tangy was said to be made as a tribute to tangerine dream but it uses completely different genetics but you know they basically say it's the same taste but tangy is a little bit stronger um Mm, it is yeah, it's uh, 70% sativa, 30% indica. And this is a cross between good old skunk one and California orange. And California orange, they really nice. don't know where that came from. The uh, genetics are kind of foggy on that one. That's a real old strain that's out there. Um, but this tangerine dream also has a 19 to 22% uh, THC at a 0.09% CBD. So there's a little bit of CBD on the back end to take the bite off of the THC. Um, this is a big time cup winner. It, it, it won when it was first released 10 prizes, 10 cannabis cups in 10 months. Wow. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty significant mark on, on a, mm-hmm. in the cannabis world when you do that. Um, it's a, very good for medical. Um, medical is saying it, it treats very well chronic pain, depression, and fatigue. However, what, I've, what I read about this was not a everything. lot of people say much about chronic pain. You know, it's about a 50-50 thing. I think more people, at least for me, when, when I want to treat chronic pain, I'm looking more for that indica, you know, that, that bang. And this is, mm. this, maybe this is more like a the Jack Carrere daytime thing. I, guess I need to regrow it. I need to grow it myself and try this because I've only smoked tangy when other people grew it. Anyway, the flavors on this one are gonna be sweet, tangerine, and tropical. And I would say that's very, very accurate there. It's got a lot of a uh, in it. Uh, reminded me a lot of the mimosas and other things like that are out there right now. Um, it's supposed to affect, I would see, would be really something that TG would be interested in because this is an appetite, uh, a stimulating strain right here. And mm-hmm. can confirm and uplifting. I mean- yeah.
4: I have some I, I just grew a cross of tangy crossed with kosher tangy. So a lot of tangy in there what, called gold brush from this
0: what is kosher tangy?
4: Uh, I believe kosher kush
0: crossed with tangy. Well that actually sounds <laughs> delicious, to be honest with you. Yeah.
4: And the stuff that I grew actually it has that it's not orange, but it's it's got that kind of more like bitter, like a tangerine, right? Exactly okay. like a tangerine the difference between a tangerine and an orange. Hopefully everybody's had the two to, to be able to know what that comparison means. But it, it is really true to, uh, true to taste, I will yeah. say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had strains like exactly what you're talking about. Some of them have a mandarin flavor, or some of them have a tangerine flavor, and you have to just know citrus no, man, man I've had them all, and you know
1: what? They all taste like oranges
5: to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, no, that's it citrus
0: country though. So. Man, I know <laughs> what, what citrus tastes like, and there's a difference. You know, a clementine <laughs> versus a navel orange. There is such a huge difference in flavor in those two. And well, then, oh, don't like even orange. get me started with blood oranges, man. Oh my gosh! But anyway, that's a whole. That stuff.
1: tastes like orange with a little bit of iron in now <laughs> well, Like a little. <laughs> I'm like, a <laughs> really, vampire orange, like orange, but anyway.
3: But that tang. That's um that's a one of the favorites, isn't it? My uh, monkey of uh, friend of the oh, podcast. Yeah. My oh lady. yeah. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Tangi Tangi has been mentioned by a few of our people from the interviews. Uh, tangi is a is a plant that if you get, if you're going to grow the original Tangi indoors, you have to be careful because it does tend to want to get tall. So it's always recommended. Scrog comes right to mind. Anytime you look at growth, growth of a uh, tangy indoors, people recommend scrog, and I would have to tell you for sure that scrog is a way to go if you really want to get after it. Because man, you can take a tall plant and you can tuck it in a scrog, and you can make a tent full of pretty. Scrog
1: is cows. always the way to go, man.
0: It really yeah. is. You know, it's it's it, you put your work up front in the beginning, and at the end, all you do is reap the rewards. But yeah, you hmm. got to do that. Same work
4: thing with super work. soil, you know shameless plug shameless plug
0: oh no I'm not, that's not a shameless <laughs> plug man you've actually got me thinking about it uh, i'm not there yet but yeah, you actually yeah. might convert me to, to at least one tent trying it but we're getting closer uh, we're yeah getting closer.
4: no tan, tangi's great man i had i bought some tangi one time it's it literally i thought it was fake because it's it tasted and smelled more smelled like the taste, obviously when you put fire to stuff it kind of just tastes like weed but um it literally smelled like somebody had taken a package of tang like if you've mm-hmm. ever had orange tang that mm-hmm. shitty fucking drink the drink crystals or whatever not yep. shitty tangs fucking awesome. i know what you're talking anyway, about though mm-hmm. uh it's they sprinkled that shit on them and it because it, that smelled like i was like this there's no way they mm-hmm. they must have sprinkled tang because this smells like fucking tang and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but it wasn't man it tasted great worked great it's
0: good stuff i grew some um, amnesia fast that uh it, it's one of these strange things Mackie if you want to talk about the simulation again and here we goes but uh well huh? yeah uh-huh. I'll talk about the simulation <laughs> again if you want to go there we'll do that but anyway the end ambi- <laughs> when I bust the buds up with that I smell exactly what you're talking about TG I smell that tang that mandarin that yeah. almost fake flavor in my nostrils yeah, yeah. every time I do it my wife I said smell this and she says I just smell weed
1: yeah, so, you know, her simulation maybe, she just throwing different code yeah, together. Exactly, That's it is.
0: different code. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Though, but, but no, I would recommend. It's why
1: everything that. tastes like chicken? Remember,
0: give Tangi a try. <laughs> give it give it a grow i'm gonna have to give it a grow because i'm only like i said i've only smoked it i've never grown it but uh, give it a shot where do you get it like
4: what breeder i, I was interested in well, like, dna genetics
0: breath. was the original out of amsterdam and i know it's okay. available from two or three sources but you know what to be honest with you i didn't look that up so while hmm. we're talking and before the end of the podcast i'll have you that information yeah see cool one of those deals i'm sorry about that you know fell, fell down That's on so my good. job how's that
1: oh my god oh my god <laughs> Oh, the first oh, man, mistake so we have ever made believe. in the history of high and homegrown.
0: In Vera Same and though, yeah, so about as far as tangy goes. And I can I can verify that and anytime you can have these really orange flavors that are really delicate the terpenes, you really need to, to do a, a slow cure at low temperature to really preserve those flavors. And that ties into our grow tips, you know, curing slow, curing low, and preserving that flavor.
1: That's yeah. right. Try for as long as you can, really, in a nice cool temperature, and it'll bring out the flavors, preserve them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't try too fast you regret it. No. oh you sold the tangy yeah Tangie man good stuff uh, <laughs> I try, if you haven't California Orange is a pocket strain as well I love that one yeah that's nice yeah. I, like I that. always thought they were related but
4: you know the mm-hmm. lore is what it is
1: so let's move on to the interview this week it's pretty sweet one. I enjoyed this one here we go Man, I think my computer is getting old and I need a new one because it just struggles with pushing out all this data sometimes. Uh, a little bit lucky there, I was. Can you hear me? Are you still there? There mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have not yeah. lagged out. All right, mm-hmm. uh, man. I get really anxious oh, yeah. doing this show sometimes. You know? yeah. <laughs> we don't know if we're still here. <laughs> you know, right. Anyway. So, the interview this week is uh, with Phil Monk, who's a cannabis activist in the UK. And he's part of the a group called We the Undersigned. And he explains what that is throughout the interview. But very interesting. So very good points made about the human rights law, the human rights infringement with, with cannabis legislation.
3: It was a really, really interesting guy
1: and a really interesting interview. Yeah,
0: he has a different approach than Carly to legalization, but you know, I think they both yeah. deserve a listen.
1: And they say they know each other as well. Well, Phil mentions that in the interview. Him and Carly have met and spoke about you know, Carly Barton who we had on last week. Like, uh To discuss cannabis,
0: you know, yeah. want legalization of cannabis for They're people. They just
1: want different ways. <laughs> Everybody go to Patreon so Macky can get a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how that works. Totally I need one of those, man. <laughs> exactly. You know, new computer. and We all need new microphones and shit too. Yeah. And I, I need a yacht. I see, see these yachts oh, like <laughs> the internet there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where were we? Where were we? Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, move on to this week's interview. I hope you enjoy it, everybody. We'll be back in a half hour. You know how it is. And then we'll finish up the show. Nice. Interviews. Here we go. See you soon. See you soon. (laughs) Get high.
5: Yeah, do that. Sweet. Thanks for joining us, Phil. Hey, Phil. Well, thanks for having invited me. It's great to be invited to get on a soapbox. Yeah, yeah. Any soapbox is good. That's so we'll answer.
1: introduce ourselves. I am Mackie. I'm the host of the show from I can't see
5: Mackie, should I be able to see you? No,
1: no. I'm, I uh, stay hidden because we oh, grow really? illegally, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. All right.
5: I have. Yeah, I only just saw briefly on your Facebook profile. So yeah, I'll shut up and listen. Actually,
1: forgive me. Oh no, it's all good, man. Ask any questions anytime. We always go yeah. off on tangents. It's not like a serious interview or things like that. It's more like just a stoner conversation, you know. Sweet, yeah. I should settle right in there. Nice. Um, See, so yeah, I'm okay. Mackie. Sorry, I'll just uh, move on to you. Here's Monkey.
0: Hey, how's it going, Phil? I'm Monkey. I'm in, uh, nice. in the southern United States.
5: Oh, wow. yeah, I so do We're all
0: over the country here. And again, like Mackie, I, I'm growing illegally, so my face isn't on that screen, so...
1: And
3: then we've got Greenbeard. How's it going, buddy? I'm Greenbeard. I'm over here in Ireland. Again, illegal, grower, but. you couldn't hear, so I just went, fuck it. I don't yeah. really appreciate it. <laughs>
1: As you said yesterday, massive bollocks. Massive bollocks oh. on G T. He gives no fun. Uh, well, yeah, I think
5: uh, staring death in the face four times makes you give a perspective of fear.
1: All right. Well, just introduce Sian, and then we'll go on to, you, on to what? Sian, what, uh, do you want to say hi?
5: Hi, Phil. Oh, I didn't see Zombie Nation down there. Yeah, he's you know, down there. Hello, Zombie Nation. <laughs> <laughs> nice pictures, man. I'm liking these profile
2: pictures. Yeah, well, Ooh. again, I'm in the UK, and it's a I'm secret squirrel.
1: Secret oh, squirrel. Yes. What Great the squirrel. fuck is that? Have you not heard that one? don't <laughs> no, no, know mate. what that is. It's a,
2: <laughs> it's a cartoon, brother. It is a cartoon. Go on, monkey, you old bastard. Yes,
1: yeah, so that's <laughs> a generational <laughs> thing, man. generational I don't game. know what that is. <laughs> he and I share a generation, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so, Phil, man, tell us about yourself. Oh, fucking
5: at where to beginning? Yeah, it?
1: start at the beginning,
5: mate. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Now I don't even know where the beginning is. Mackie, to be fair. Well, um, when did you start smoking? Let's go for that. 16 years old. Uh, uh, my, my best friend at school bullied me yeah. and pressured me. Oh, I was actually a fitness fanatic. It or not. <laughs> um, I used to run up and down mountains for fun, um, purely because they were there. Um, if, if I could get a bike up it, I would get up on a bike. If my bike. Couldn't make it. I'd put my bike on my shoulder and run up my bike on my shoulder instead. Yeah. And I was just kind of a bit, a bit, um, well, mad for it. I suppose is the only way to express it. Yeah. Um, and I lived on my mountain bike. I grew up in North Wales, um, so to give the context, I, there was no public transport where I lived. Well, there was, but it was few and far between, mm. and also you had to have money for it too. So my, my mountain bike got me everywhere. My nearest friend lived over 10 miles away. Right. So um, I'd hop on my bike and ride to his house. Uh, And he knew, basically because my brother was kind of well-known in the area for being a bit of a smoker, a bit of a bad lad, unfortunately. He's now passed away, but that's a different branch of the story for later. Yeah. And uh, because of my best friend knowing about my brother and this, that, and the other, he was like, pestered me and pressured me and pressured me to... um, have a smoke with him and uh in the end i think we ransacked his his mother's sofa for a loose change and managed to get 7 pounds 50 you <laughs> got a t16 yeah
1: you man know, i remember the days teeth. yeah <laughs> i've done the same thing as
5: well you know <laughs> so, i mean we then had to hop on our bikes um and ride from uh, i won't mention specific areas actually just for yeah that's fine teeth, right? yeah. Um, We had to ride a certain amount of miles through the Welsh countryside um, to an individual's place and we managed to score ourselves our first team of Soap Bar Resin and then we rode back uh, lots of miles, I think it was about a 20 mile round trip on our bikes, 15, 20 miles (laughs) I
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, used to have
5: uh, legs like Will Carling, everyone used to tell me and I didn't know who Will Carling was but he's a big legged rugby player apparently but Long story short, we we cycled back to my friend's place and and we put these like feeble efforts of joints together and uh, and and interestingly enough, I'd gone from being thoroughly brainwashed from school. I remember my uh, Welsh teacher. She, I remember her teaching us in Welsh. I'm English, but I went to a Welsh school um, and I had to read this book called Amoog Mellis, which means a sweet smoke, and it was basically a book to. To terrorise kids away from fucking smoking <laughs> cannabis. But interesting enough, I had that smoked weed, even though I was all against drugs, and uh, it stopped me um, feeling like I wanted to die, in essence. Yeah, because <laughs> I've read that you had uh, some mental health issues. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. Um, uh, when I was sixteen, it kind of bubbled out of me that I'd been molested um, by uh, one elderly gentleman in my youth. I can talk about it quite easily now. I just yeah. sit here and after
1: counselling and stuff, I was, I'm sure, yeah, I
5: yeah. After lots of counselling, yeah, and after lots of self-work, you know, mm-hmm. I can sit here and say, yeah, I was sexually abused, and not break down into a pile of blubber and jelly. Yeah, um, and that is actually through talking about it over and over again, and every time it becomes less painful. The more you talk about it, the less the less weight it has against you. It's know? The best so, grip. Uh, it's yeah, 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 and at 16, like, um, and all of the other psychological stuff I'd had in my head, and. Being English in Wales, they beat the shit out of me okay. every day, like for eight years. Oh okay. sake. You know, all of that conspired to make me not feel like a very worthy individual and not really want to live. And I thought life was shit, man. I wanted to fucking die. Uh, and then I smoked cannabis, and I didn't.
1: And just like that, was it just like an the next day, you just felt completely better. Me.
5: Everything just felt karma in more perspective. Mm. Uh, it was perspective. <clears throat> it just I had perspective.
3: To the find det- it. it, it takes a, a weight off your shoulders puts me in the moment um,
5: mm. i have to say that is one negative you know it's not all great it's not all a bed of roses i used to have to walk uh, i think a mile to the bus stop or cycle 10 miles to my friend and i think i was walking on this occasion or cycling i can't quite remember but i was living in a caravan in, in the social workers house at the time so i left home at 16 and i was on the way to a friend's house and I'd cycled fucking everywhere. I'd do 40 miles a day and not think about it. And then I thought, oh, I can't be arsed. And I just went back to my caravan and smoked some joy and had some buckets. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, and that was where the first time I ever felt in my entire life, I can't be arsed.
1: So that was what I so, wanted cannabis as well, like, then?
5: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a double edged sword. Um, and I think it's about balance. I sound like Mr. Miyagi, but, you know, it's about the old saying of use your drugs and don't let your drugs use you, yeah. really. Um, but yeah, I don't believe I'd have made it to 18 years old without cannabis and counselling. Wow. And I suppose it's been a part of my life every day since, apart from for six months when I tried to conform with the pressure of society. I confess, which is why I made reference to it, at 16, on my little push bike, facing a 10 mile ride over Welsh hills and mountains, I did think I can't be arsed and went home and had a joint (laughs) instead. But if you look at what I've done with um, WTU, and I haven't literally stopped for, I think it's nearly two and a half years now, um, and it, it's every it's every waking moment I had, literally eyes awake at half six or seven, on with the internet on my phone, and not stopping interacting until midnight, apart mm-hmm. from meal times with the family or any family events that had to occur. Yeah. Um, no, you can't say there's a lack of motivation there. And without cannabis, I wouldn't have been able to do any of it because I can't move without cannabis. So, you know, does it demotivate you? No, definitely not. is that down not. to individual yeah. choice?
1: Definitely. Yeah, that's it. it's down to the individual person. Yeah, it's whether you can
2: be
5: asked or you can't be asked. Precisely, yeah. I so think it's um, used as an excuse or yeah. something to blame. It's a scapegoat.
1: So you hmm. mentioned there, Phil, you mentioned the uh, the WTU, We the Undersigned. So yeah. You want to tell us about that and what it does? What, what you do
5: well, we the undersigned um is uh, derived from a legal term. So, what happened was 2018, I've been uh, in the reform campaign groups in the UK, uh, namely, at the time it was the United Patients Alliance, the UK CSC, Normal, and Clear, they were yeah. kind of the, the main prominent. Um, campaign groups if you will at the time pushing for change regarding cannabis law and in 2014 when I nearly died from pharmacy drugs and thought cannabis was actually my medicine and started campaigning and then found out this campaign's been going on for decades uh, I joined those groups and about four years I supported them with you know all the gusto I've got in the world Mm -hmm. Um, but come 2018 the the landscape changed and the direction of different groups changed. And at the time, well, I've always believed we should have a human right to cannabis. Simple as that, right? Mm. I've got my free mind. I've got my free body. Who the fuck is anybody to tell me what I can and can't do with it? Mm. So long as I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah, Simple it, sure. as that. Yeah, man. that. That's the essence of my belief, if you like. Various groups that I joined, the, the only groups that there were, they're pretty much... Um, always nipped in the bud my arguments of human rights um, for whatever reasons. Um, maybe the previous precedent for Quail, for example, um, that kind of had overruled human rights cases mm. for cannabis in the UK. But I still held this fervent belief that it was a freedom of choice and human rights. So uh, in 2018, to set the scene, we had little Murray Gray, we had uh, Billy Caldwell and... Uh, Alfie Dingley, mm. they were all in the news at the time, uh, and their situation fucking drove me mental. Can we swear on of this? Course. Yes, mate, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 18 yeah. We do. Team Plus
1: only, man. <laughs> Explicit. Oh. I'm the only one who doesn't swear. We're, yeah, right. We're
2: trying to
5: calm <laughs> it down. Literally. We're trying to be
1: professional.
2: <laughs> yeah, mate, Remember I swear that. so
1: much. I, I know what the words fuck you or fucking. Looks like uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the waveforms when I'm editing the things, I so I'm bear, not just to right? I clip bear. them out without even hearing it.
5: <laughs> well, I became incandescent with rage, basically at the injustice mm. Mm. that was occurring to, in principle, these three boys. But in addition to these three boys, my own pain and suffering, and also in the, to compound this, the, the hammer that smashed it home. Was the fact that the the government have known the truth since 1998? They've invested in GW Pharmaceuticals since then. They've now got over 134 patents with 500 billion dollars. Last time I read, yeah. and then they can stay. That stand there in Parliament and say, "Oh no, it's got no therapeutic value." They're <laughs> making a lot the- of money off a <laughs> plant with no
1: value. No, it's uh, this- it does rage you, man.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. rage! They're lucky I'm disabled and can't get out of my house. Otherwise, I'd be all over the rooms of Parliament oh, to tell you. Dear. So, um. It made me angry, as you can detect, and it made me think I'm going to write, I'm going, I'm going to find a solicitor, I'm going to write to every solicitor in the UK and find one that will take on my human rights case. And then I looked and thought more, and I thought, not just my human rights. I actually looked at my, my, my then wife, who's now separated for all the pressure of this really, but, you know, she used oh. cannabis because she preferred it to getting drunk at the time to manage her depression or anxiety, similar to way I... But she didn't have a, a specialist support or anything. So if I made it just about me, I could save myself, but my wife could be bust, or anyone else at the street could be bust. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought of these boys who had been denied access to what is basically humanity's most ancient traditional herbal health remedy and mm-hmm. food supplement, Also. MPs can get can maintain their monopoly and profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mad with rage. So what I did was I, instead of looking for my own solicitor for me and making it my case, I wrote a post which I still have, like a little little invitation, should we say, to these for uh, marijuana UK, uh, medical marijuana UK, normal UKCC, clear UPA, UK, all the groups I was in. Um, I just commented in there, right, this is a bloody human rights issue. I'm going to write to every human rights minister in the country. I'm not going to stop till I get one, blah, blah, blah. Who wants to um, undersign to my letter? Uh-huh. And <laughs> uh, here we get in there to answer your question. It's never a short answer, sorry. It's all good. So I said, who wants to undersign to my letter? And I went out the house for two hours. I came back and I'd had hundreds of responses. My phone like went into meltdown, so I had to set up a group and then a page. And then what do we call it? We, the undersigned, have a human sovereign right to cannabis. Um, and now we have 5,800 members in our Facebook group nice. plus other platforms and things. It's going pretty well then. Um, slower than I'd like it to. It took me over a year to find a solicitor willing to stand up against the status quo. Every single solicitor virtually said, it's too political, Ugh. it'll take too long, it'll cost too much money.
1: So who was funding it? Like, Did you have somebody backing you or anything like that? No, he he was going to pay for it all yourself.
5: This this is what the solicitors kept saying to me. This when I learned. I was very naive at the time. I actually very naive about the British political system, uh, legal system, everything. Right? I had this idea that democracy was real and all that sort of stuff. So um, they soon said to me, "How are you going to pay for it?" (laughs) Yeah. Um, And when I'm thinking, there's an estimated five million cannabis consumers in the UK. All we need to do is get a pound think, off each yeah. we can do this dead easy. Yeah. So really, as a grassroots community, we have the potential to do this piss.
1: I say that all the time, mate. Yeah. If we all got together, if all the stoners stood mm-hmm. up and just fucking said, No, we're not taking this shit anymore, yeah.
5: man. Yeah.
1: We want legalization yeah. today. We want it today.
5: Well, I'll intervene on that request for legalisation. Be careful what you wish for. You might notice on our little flag in the background, we aren't asking for people to legalise us. Mm -hmm. We don't need laws controlling me and my actions with cannabis. And that's what legalisation means, you see, because this is what I've learned in my journey. I came out calling for the legalisation of cannabis, cannabis my medicine, but law... Cannabis is not illegal is the first thing that we must get clear. So forgive me if I sound all teachery, um, cannabis is not illegal. Our actions are illegal. Law controls the actions of people. It does not control inert objects. Uh, cannabis is just a plant. It is no it has no agency. That is the legal term. We are the agent in the equation. But they've actually manipulated language very cleverly to remove it so that we don't feature in this law anymore yeah. that controls us, that they say controls drugs, where they have no control over drugs whatsoever. So in essence if you ask for legalization like you've just had land in Canada for example where i believe it's over 49 or at least 49 new laws with which to control and punish <laughs> and profit <laughs> from cannabis consumers now you, you let's let's bring this back to the world's most popular poisonous government promoted recreational drug oh, alcohol mm-hmm. you aren't told how many when I say you, I mean the general people in public, not you personally. You aren't told how many um, bottles of booze you can buy and how you consume it, where you consume it who you consume it with. All you're told is if you're brewing it and want to sell it, you've got to have a license <laughs> yeah. and you've got to meet certain standards. Mm-hmm. And now I don't see why, as a human being who chooses cannabis instead of alcohol and pharmaceutical drugs, why I should be treated any differently in law to someone who chooses alcohol. Sure. So you know, we should have the same rights, responsibilities, and protections that alcohol consumers have. That's that's not too much to ask for, you know. Well, it seems this British yeah. government is.
3: So it's a bit too much to ask for any government.
5: <laughs> well, it isn't though, because but look it's at the uh, change. no look at the change around the world. We have a tidal wave of mm. change, whereas in Britain we have a dam of of no. Mm -hmm. We have literally a stone wall monolith prohibition and we've been left behind as a nation.
1: Have you seen all the stuff that's going on recently though? There's uh, a couple of coffee shops that are apparently opening up soon and Cancard as well. Uh, Cardi Barton running that. Do you think that there's some hope for the near future that there's going to be legislation?
5: Once upon a time I'd have been over the joy to see Cancard. Now I'm not happy at all.
1: It's scary. Yeah.
5: It's just the, it's the corporate capitalization of cannabis. Mm. It's not addressing the issue. I've written to every all of those police officers that have been involved with Carly's group. Now, I'm not, I'll make it clear, one, I respect Carly. She's a mm. person very much from the same action to her own conscience, so I'm not criticizing her at all. Um, but I do question about whose funds pay for her scheme and her publicity. Right. I've been trying to get the WTU into the newspapers for two years newspapers won't touch us. Why? Because we want to decriminalise. We want to tell the truth about cannabis. We want to tell the truth about the politicians and all the uncomfortable truths. Now, not many organisations want to do that. They want to just sweep it under the carpet, let a few sick and dying people have their bit of cannabis and make some other people make fucking millions of pounds. Mm. Now, forgive me, that to me is not reform. That is not what we need. The law is wrong. All those people now that are about to let people bribe their way out of prosecution by paying for a card mm. that will in theory protect them so that now the police are going to turn a blind eye yeah. to a law because they've been paid yeah. off mm. i mean what the <laughs> hell <heaven> is going <laughs> wow. on in
3: this it's card swallow. that's yeah, what it is point that, yeah. good.
5: now again i'm not i'm not knocking anything from the young lady who has worked her socks off it's really horrible because I've met Carly, I've smoked splits with Carly at various events and I have no negative feelings to her as an individual in the slightest.
1: Yeah, man, it's okay to disagree with people.
5: It's yeah, fine, yeah, you know? exactly. It's okay to disagree with people, but it doesn't mean I've got anything against them as such. Yeah, yeah. My, my my worries are, you know, who, who greases the wheels to get all the publicity? That Why is it certain groups um, get this um, facilitated media attraction and even political attention and even police facilitation Who? whose money whose agenda's behind it all is mm. all I
3: would like it's, to add it's the government's agenda because it's the policies <laughs> that would be closest resemblance or a closest resemblance to what they are planning or what they have an initiative for where they yeah. can still control they can still keep us down they can still prosecute and fucking just, uh, just do everything, but they are still in control. That's why, and that's why they, they look at certain groups and certain policies and they won't look at all at others. And it's just a yeah. downright shame.
5: Uh, yeah, I share that frustration mm. with you, I really do. Um, and I suppose that's why I get on my soapbox quite the extent I do. Uh, it's about justice, social justice. Yeah, definitely. Um, whereas I don't see much of that happening in the UK. It's one rule for
3: one and a rule for another, if you can afford uh, to pay privately. One
5: rule, yeah, one rule for the wealthy. For the wealthy, oh sure. sorry, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, job, ma'am. To go back to answer your question is what is uh, WTU? Uh, we, the Indesign, have a human sovereign right to cannabis. Technically, we are uh, our legal structure is an unincorporated association. We are a community group, uh, grassroots, independent, not funded by any corporation whatsoever. Uh, apart from a few little independent businesses such as Alibongo, um, uh, Holy Smoke Seeds, uh, South Coast Seed Bank, you know, some very small independent businesses. Um, and we are basically, well, I, <laughs> you've got me on a good day, fellas. <laughs> 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 uh, because because I've spent the last two years compiling evidence against the British government, basically, mm. um, and I have now um, ready or virtually ready to approve the document that will go to the human rights barrister who is in the background waiting to review all this. Uh, so I've basically made a 72-page document with 18,000 odd words, 42 citations of evidence uh, against their statement that cannabis is a Schedule One harmful drug that warrants class B sentencing. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've got lots of correspondence that I've been undertaking with the government for quite some years now. Uh, In addition to that, uh, Professor Mike Barnes, he's given us his expert witness statement. I say given because it was pro bono, he didn't charge us. Uh, He actually recognizes the benefit of this cause, not just for medical cannabis, but for the end of this cannabis prohibition completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was very uh, helpful in there. Uh, We also uh, ran a survey in our community, 689 people responded. So we have the evidence that we've extrapolated from that, uh, which has blown the solicitor away. And the solicitor, Robert Jappy of INTS, he now works pro bono for the WTU. um, So he's assimilating all this information that I've put together. Uh, We've got 123 uh, statements from our community of the effects of cannabis and its prohibition upon our lives. I've actually also calculated, it's called the WTU-GYO VAT, um, which basically stands for Weed are Grow Your Own VAT. Um, and, it, and I've basically itemized my um, entire grow and contribute how much, calculate how much VAT I contribute to the tax office in my startup and uh, my running costs of providing my own cannabis for myself. Mm. Um, now, I haven't actually, I'm tempted to build them, but anyway, we go on to that a different day. So anyway, <laughs> um, would you believe, like, and now I haven't got a monstrous setup or nothing. I'm only a very, very small area, um, one and a half metre tent by one metre tent and a 60 centimetre veg tent. And um, very, very small. Um, so it's an organic setup, nine plants, uh, petrol cycle. And uh, yeah, I am on telly and I am talking about it live and it is illegal, blah, blah, blah. The law is wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway... Um, <laughs> On that basis, uh, would you believe uh, a typical growth of like that sort of set of 241 pounds VAT is in your startup costs? Now, we have in this country, I've just done this today, it's part of the bundle 1.4 um, million people in the UK that utilize cannabis, we recognize and utilize cannabis for medical purposes, mm-hmm. and another 5 million estimated that utilize it for adult purposes they call it recreational but you've got spiritual creative nutritional therapeutic mm. all these other things right yeah so that, that's let's let's say it's six million people it's probably like to be 18 more than likely <laughs> but, for sure <laughs> they, they estimate at the minute six million people now WTU has taught me about one percent of people engage so um, that means 60,000 people might choose to grow their cannabis at home for themselves. If you get that 60,000 60, people and multiply it by that startup VAT donation of 241 pounds, that actually comes to 14,460,000 pounds that would be VAT contribution from any from 60,000 mm. people that choose to grow their own cannabis. So from, from um, an economic point of view, it's an absolute no-brainer um, to change this law as fast as possible. And also, those figures prove why I shouldn't have to pay for a license because... I've already paid enough. Why should I have to pay a license? Yeah, it's
1: just, unless you want to supply commercially, you know, like when you're uh, the same with alcohol, you know?
5: Precisely. Precisely. So I suppose we, we are uh, trying, when I say we, WTU, we're trying to uh, challenge the law um, so that um, anyone can grow cannabis for their own private use. And, and the moment they wish to engage in commercial activity as a business, then they have to abide by commercial laws mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. But I, as an individual, I'm not a commercial entity. I'm a free human being on this planet, utilising cannabis for my good. I do not have to define to any other human being upon the planet why. Yeah. And that is the essence, you know, okay. why? I have an, an endocannabinoid system that needs nourishing. Why? Um, so I um, <clears throat> talk like this, <clears throat> I suppose, to try and provoke them to come through my door. Um <laughs> You know, I've written to the police. I've phoned the police, and I've said to them, I, "I'm not wealthy enough to go and get a private prescription. The NHS mm-hmm. denies me what the laws allow me. So I provide for myself. Are you going to come and prosecute me for it?"
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a great point, mate. You know, that's exactly. It. I can't afford to get the medicine, but I can grow my own. Are you going to? If I went to the doctors, they said, "Well, I could have it," but I just can't afford it. You know, Why can't you grow your
5: own? The, at the minute, the Home Office, many correspondents to me have stated, the Home Office won't ever uh, allow uh, licenses for the private cultivation of cannabis. Mm. That's what so, I think as well. Uh,
1: I think growing won't ever be legalized.
5: Well, um, I would encourage you to uh, believe in what you want to receive. Mm. Uh, so on that basis, I would say dispel that and believe that you're going to get it. Um, it's discriminatory licensing practices, because again, as I was saying to you, cannabis is not illegal. Mm. It's our actions that are illegal. Mm. And if you actually read the legislation, it's the unlicensed possession, cultivation, preparation, distribution. Uh, so in other words, if you pay for the license to the Home Secretary, it's not a crime. Mm. But if you don't pay the Home Secretary for the license, it is a crime. So now if, if you don't pay your TV license, they haven't got the right to smash your house up and rob everything. Oh. It. So <laughs> it, it's a licensing issue. That we come down to in the law. And ultimately, we have a situation they'll allow licenses for corporations to cultivate cannabis for profit, but they won't allow poor people, and I am poor, to cultivate cannabis for sustainability. So I don't have to engage with the pharmaceutical industry or the as yet unlicensed cannabis market. Mm. Um, so that's what we're trying to change.
1: Wow. You know, I'm like, whoa, there's some good points made, you know. That's what the solicitor said. <laughs> so, what is this? When is like any court cases coming up or anything like that? What's the next move? Uh,
5: okay, then. So, the next move is it's taken two years to get today. So, you've kind of caught, come in at a fast forward point. It's really good for you. Um, <laughs> I will tomorrow receive uh, the solicitor's version of the document I've written. I've written it with support. So, it's not just mine. Um, I, as I mentioned, was a teacher so I'm more accustomed to writing for academic purposes Mm -hmm. I don't know how to write legal documents Mm -hmm. I'm not a lawyer, I wish I had been now (laughs) Um, so um, I've put this body of evidence together um, and the solicitor has remodelled that to a legal document that he is now sending back to me for me to approve tomorrow Uh, upon my approval that will then get sent to the human rights barrister with all the other supplementary evidence that I've just mentioned to you at which point the barrister, who I've met once before, um, who was of the mindset that cannabis is a harmful Schedule One drug of Class B sentence. So it will be interesting if the wealth of evidence that I, is apparently persuasive, if it makes this barrister change their tune uh, and brings them onto our side, the, the intention will be that we then um, make a declaration of incompatibility to the Secretary of State, that the Misuse of Drugs Act 1971 is completely incompatible with the United Nations, UK and EU Human Rights Act uh, under many levels. Um, And hopefully if we get to push that, uh, that we have to put that to the Home Secretary, the Home Secretary now, the Secretary of State then has to read all of this and then, can't wait, then (laughs) after, after getting through all of that, right, they then have to agree or disagree they have to accept or refuse our Declaration of Incompatibility. Uh, Assuming, that, let's say they say, oh, yeah, you're right, Mr. Monk. Forgive us, we didn't notice that. Uh, Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) And yeah, we'll change the law. Now, they could easily, they could avoid court very easily and just say, all right, then we'll let people grow at home for private purposes, so long as you're not selling. Um, Or they might try and make other criteria like this. They're going back to Carly's card, Canna card. You're actually giving right your castle, your kingdom, You're opening up to the police to come in and check your plants potentially. To yeah. confirm you. you know, it just takes away all your rights for private life. Uh-huh. And that's what WTU fights for, actually. It happens to be cannabis. It's not cannabis. It's the right to a freedom of consciousness, the right to a private life, beliefs and practices, autonomy of health and the self-development of personality. That's what WTU fight for. Mm-hmm. Cannabis just happens to be our favourite plant. If the Secretary of State acknowledges this um, incompatibility, then they could just say, okay, because the Secretary of State has the power under Section 7.1 or 8.1 of the Misuse of Drugs Act to actually, at the stroke of the pen, change this law to no longer prosecute people like us. They literally have that power. doesn't need to go through Parliament and all those debates and all the rest of it. It was within... Misuse of Drugs Act for them to do that Which is how the Secretary of State Did it in uh, November 2018 as well Um, So It's about um, Trying to get the law actually applied Correctly because it isn't applied correctly at the moment It's actually abused at the moment um, Because We have these human rights and The government only Has the right to take them Away from us When we're harming somebody else
1: yeah we learned a lot you had a lot of very good points that i haven't even considered before crazy man
0: yeah it's interesting well, how we start well, learning so much it. when we do these interviews everybody has some different things that we've never even thought about before i think we're all going to be uh woke before this thing's over with well only other <laughs> word only word it applies i can get right now you know but no it really has been a, been a, a pleasure uh phil yeah man we uh, we're, we're a worldwide audience. What can the international support do for you?
5: Yeah. Um. Wow. Well, if we had our way, the global prohibition of cannabis would
0: be ended too. Um, so. Can we, that's why we? Can we help you with your go. organization? Though can our can our international what? listeners sign your petitions or uh, um, visit your site, or is there any way they can support you? Hard cash. Hard cash. But right, hard cash. There you you
5: go. Donate. Yeah. Sub, sub, subscribe. It really is because. Uh, petitions are pointless because a democracy is dead in this country. So the petitions are literally just lip service to make people feel they have a say. The only petitions that get passed are laws that they want to pass. Right. So democracy is dead. It's all a pretense. So it will literally, in my belief is to take hard cash. Well, yes, well, it's, it's, it is. Uh, the justice is there for the wealthy. But the minute we're not wealthy, so let's get wealthy and then let's get some justice.
0: There you go, guys. You want to support him? cash so it is i hate it i hate money man i I know uh, i uh, I know somebody who says it all the time you don't ask you don't get
5: second to cash uh, the most important thing then is to share and raise awareness um you know if everyone shared and told everyone else about it the cumulative effect of that would be exponential knowledge so upon that basis uh, and then it's more people so it means less cash from each individual
1: but that's it it's the the same we say for the podcast there's different levels Mm -hmm. that people can contribute to the podcast and to any movement you know if you can Mm -hmm. donate financially then that's cool man please do so it helps massively but if you can't do that then even just sharing the 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 link
5: always helps
1: you know and if you can't do that because of the content of what you're sharing and you don't want to let people know that you're smoking and things like that just like you know like subscribe and just be involved with the movement as much as possible.
5: Who's the fear, man? Shake off the fear and stand up.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Don't
5: be scared anymore. In the meantime, fight for justice. <laughs>
0: there you go.
5: <laughs> right, peace, yeah, fellas. Well, it's, nice
0: on face. Face. it's been a pleasure, a pleasure. Mate. Mate. We'll speak
1: again soon, yeah? It- We'll catch yeah, it, so um,
0: enjoyed it.
5: If you're not in the Facebook group or the website, follow it. Then when you see the update from the barrister and the, um, the secretary of state, we could always have some more follow-ups if you like. That's yeah, a good plan, man.
1: Excellent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, nice one, Phil. We'll be in touch, mate. You take
5: care. look after yourself. Yeah, you take too. Stay, Stay
1: safe, man. man. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the interview. The guy's very interesting, and he brings up some real good points. I enjoyed talking to Phil. What do you think, lad?
3: Uh, I thought Phil was a really, really interesting guy, as I said. He brought up some great points, great points in the interview.
0: It's in the fact right of being place, a human though. right, you know? Oh, well, yeah. Sorry, sorry, what was that? I said his heart's in the right place. He just wants to make this thing legal for everybody and you know, just get the government out of this. Mm. I love it. I love it.
1: I see and he's pushing hard for it as well. Oh, yeah. He's doing a lot
0: of work. And he's militant. I like him, you know.
3: Well, he's had it a long time as well.
0: Sometimes you got to get militant to get things done, I guess.
1: Yeah, he's been involved with a lot of different organizations as well, as you heard there in the interview. So if you want to find out more about Phil, then there's a, a link in the description of the video. You can head over to his website and find out more about We The Undersigned. And, you know, as he said, if you can contribute to the cause and, you know, maybe become a patron of his site or something.
0: Yeah. Anything you can to about. Mm-hmm,
1: try and pay for the solicitor to get the, the court fees paid for and things like that. And you've got to support these people who are out there on the front line making these fights and trying to get this all passed for us.
0: Somebody's got to do it. And they've, they've volunteered, man.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like Carly as well. Carly's working hard to get her stuff passed. And these guys have the same goal. Uh, you know, have the same end goal in mind. It's just got different ideas about how to get there, which is all good. Parts. You know, it's all good to have differences of opinion with people, and it's good to discuss these things.
0: And if one way doesn't work, maybe the other one will. So eventually, mm-hmm. hopefully, the UK is going to be
1: legal. I think it's coming, man. It's coming oh, yeah. soon.
0: Then we so happen- if that happens, man, we're going to have to do a legal party at Percy's. Ooh, be crazy, man. I, will be. I don't know.
1: You're still, still, still got to stay hidden. you still got to follow that rule number one if you're growing, even if it's oh, yeah.
0: legal. Oh, yeah. What, what, I mean. Always. We'll see. Yeah. We'll look forward to. Indeed.
1: All right. Thanks for joining us, Phil. And uh, if you, all you guys, if you want to check out his website, it is in the description link. The link is in the description. I'm super high now. Mumbling up my words and shit. So we'll move on to what the fuck was that and all. Roll another spliff. (laughs) Balance out this high, right? Right, here we go. What the fuck was that?
2: (laughs) What the fuck was that? If anybody knows what that link was, pop a what? That was. I I know the answer to that one. Yep, that was
1: TG just after hitting a dab. Yes, you win a prize. Choose one out the draw. That's a good point, Richard. It's coming, but at what price? In- <laughs> OTG. You forgot to mute your yeah. mic, mate. Yeah, mate, is he doing what you
2: did on uh, a yeah. high-end
1: yeah. the other way around. He thinks he is on mute. Yeah. I've, done it, I've <laughs>
2: done it tonight as well. I've said something, and I thought, why is nobody fucking listening to me? And I thought, oh, shit, I'm yeah. on mute again. <laughs> I just coughed for ages and forgot to turn it off. All right, anyway, what the fuck was that? It's the end. Take it away, man. It's all yours. Have you played it yet?
1: No, no, you have to describe what's going on and shit like
2: that. Oh, hello. <laughs> I have to describe what's going on. I'm, I'm just we play a five-second sound
1: right. clip and you have to guess what it is. What the fuck was that? Yeah,
2: right. Uh, last week's, it was It was kind of a totally weird one and I thought nobody had even come close and nobody even did. It was a manual paper shredder back when okay. electric <laughs> paper shredders weren't invented. So it was a squeaky, windy okay. handle with a... Right. So, uh, 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 yeah. right. I'll play that
1: sound. Here we go. That sound. An old timey paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> they were good as well. Yeah. Before the days of electricity. Yeah. You know, TG's still dying. <laughs> right? You all right, TG? <laughs> he will be all right, everybody. Don't worry. He did this the other day and we were concerned. That's just his iron <laughs> lungs working.
3: Sweet <laughs> mother of God.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, a, a manual paper
2: shredder. Nobody got that then. So Nobody yeah. got that, no, 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 no. Somebody, somebody oh, wow. said paper shredded to last week's one. And I thought, oh God, is that this week's? And I had to look at the date to make sure. And it was, it was last week's. <laughs> Not so, again, yeah. okay. No way. You know. Right then, so here's the new one. Here's, here's this new one. This this one's a doozy. Doozy, I love
1: it. Yeah. There we go. It's only three seconds long. I'll just play it again. Is it? I
2: thought it was four, actually. There we go, and I made a bit of a cock up as well because I, when I sent it to you earlier on on the forum, I put it up in the open chat, so a few people in open chat
1: have already heard it. Oh, that's all right if they've heard yeah. it. It didn't have the label on what it is. Yeah, it's, gonna, shit, it, so. it's a hard one, believe me. Anyway, there is some prizes for this one. You can go and check it, it out. Be. You know, I've managed to update the prize pool. Yes, there's a three blue spanner. Uh, there's one from Humboldt but there's Gift. It's called, and some other random little bits yeah. and pieces, stickers and things like that. So go and check out the what the fuck was that answers question thing on the thread in the forum. Yeah, And don't
2: be guessing in the the chat. Go to the forum and put a guess in the thread if you want to win shit.
1: Yes, guess in the thread. Let us know what the fuck that sound was. I think I've got an idea, but then it's too obvious. It It might be
2: too too obvious, but I think it's hard, this one.
4: Hey guys, we can stir him back.
1: right so there we go <laughs> then right so let us know in the thread over at the forum and for now we'll move on to the, the q a <laughs> poor panel sit there they can't hear them tunes as we go through each they should quiet and be like when do we speak when do we speak when do we speak uh, mm-hmm. Just take Usually another hit after, oh, sure. after the good, man You'll go to time It's down and shit now I think all the cues Are on hey, target And all that We know We're we pretty bad Actually Yeah So we have the Q&A We had a question earlier Which we should get to uh, hey, Somebody's going in DWC And want to know How long it's going to take For the roots To hit the water So I'm going to assume that you've taken the, the This was um, Harvey Wasn't it Yeah because First of all With DWC You're going to start off In a little rock wall cube Probably and you know, you'll germinate your seed probably with the paper towel method to get your tap root, and then that goes into the the rock wall cube and you'll wait for the taproot to come out the bottom of that and then you'll put it into the little bucket, back. you know, the net pot that goes into the top of the DWC pot with the clay pellets around it. All right. So you want to put that low down, but you want the water to be all the way up at the top, but not so it's touching the the uh the rock wall cube. But if you put the air pump on strong it will flick loads of bubbles up to the top and that will splash and that will encourage the root to come down and keep growing. And that will also splash onto the rock cube and keep it moist as well. So it doesn't dry out. But Once that starts happening, all the splashing would encourage the root to come down and it only takes a day or two for the root to come from that netted part into the water. And once it hits that, it's, it's off, man. Ridiculous amount of roots hey. grow in DWC. It's crazy. Was, was that good? Anybody well, uh, else want to add to that? I don't know DWC, so I can't really comment. Well, DWC, in case anybody doesn't know, oh, that's a deep is. water culture. Uh, yeah, just for the that, listeners. Uh, that's when you grow cannabis in a big bucket of water with uh, an air stone in it to bubble up all the to keep oxygen in the water and keep all the nutrients moving and things. Get lots of oxygen to the roots that way. We've got a question in the chat here, sorry. Why is one of my seedling leaves always turning yellow when it sprouts? First time growing here. And doing it in cocoa with vitilic nutrients wonder uh, if i should just go to the soil with some 12 unit packs now cocoa is good Chill Phil. um you want to come and sign up to Percy's man we can talk you through that easy we've got a lot of cocoa growers and it's just simple things that you need to understand to make sure that the cocoa grow goes well it, it, make sure that the cocoa is always kept wet for a start uh Mm-hmm. Don't go overboard with nutrients. You want to keep a low EC, really, below 1.0, especially for seedlings. It's probably turning yellow because you might be using too much nutrients or maybe you're not using any at all in the cocoa. You know, We need to know more about the grow, really, to know what's wrong with the plants and how to fix it. But with cocoa, everything's pretty easy to fix, so it's never going to be a problem. But we can talk you through everything over at Percy's Grow Room. Just sign up over there, introduce yourself, and um, we'll get you started, man. All good.
0: Start up a diary and Percy's will help you grow it. We'll finish it help you finish it man yeah. we do we do it every day <laughs>
4: um
3: richard yeah, is be, asking yeah. how can you fix uh the ph drift for long periods when away from the grow are you grown in soil coco well, he's probably grown?
0: talking to either dwc or res one of the two but probably talking about a res drift right richard uh,
1: uh, yeah, why Richard answered that, we'll move on to a question we had from the forum here. Uh, hi, Mackie. Question for today's re reharvesting and curing. Could we get some info re outdoor odor, uh, odor control in this stage, as it may be a risky time
5: for
1: activity. Outdoor so, intense carbon filter. So, so you uh, know, odor control when people are growing outdoors. Is there any advice we have for something like that? yeah so um, if you if, if you're growing indoors obviously sorry, JB, let me just explain if you're growing indoors obviously you've got your extraction and your carbon filter and that's going to help control the smell but if you're only growing outdoors you haven't got that kind of equipment you haven't got the extraction and carbon filter you might just have been growing the plant outdoors so then it's going to be a problem keeping the smell down has anybody got an idea how to um yeah, yeah,
3: yeah lavender plants and cover up a couple of other strong get um strong strong shrubs Hazel, um, I, very... I, I always find shrubs yeah shrubs uh, always have a, a stronger
4: I have um, to silver, say I, I mean just to play somewhat of a devil's advocate growing I've grown outdoor a bunch of times in Canada and I like there's no way in fuck that the lavender or I mean the uh, the lilac plant for example that's a really fragrant bush I have in my backyard mm-hmm. it doesn't even hold a candle
0: to well. my little auto <laughs> that <laughs> is in full <pole> flower <laughs> you know like PG's weed I, is extra it is pungent
4: Oh, I, would, I, I would just say good luck outside. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah,
0: you're not going good. with you there, you know. There's not like much to be crazy. Raising it. pigs or something like that where you've got really bad animal <laughs> smells or something. Yeah. But cover the
4: smell or grow low odor strains, you know, like a Northern Lights is supposedly kind of a, a stealthier type of, of plant to grow because it's not as, as you know, skunky or, or yeah, fragrant as others. Kind
0: of, was kind of mild smelling, too. There are some yeah. strains you can get that'll have a lower odor. That'd probably be a good idea.
1: Um, my Matthew Alton here says, I don't smoke and I've tried smoking a blunt and even with a bong, apart from baking it, pun intended, how do I get the benefits? Uh, apart from baking it, um, well, you <S-O>, could use it as, yeah, RSO, which you could put into a little medical capsule and take that once a day. You could get it in just little drops in your coffee. There's loads of different ways you could take it and you don't necessarily have to put it in food and things like that, especially if it's more extract. I mean, right. cannabis is always a good one, isn't it? Because you just combine that with loads of shit.
0: If he still wants to try the the uh, lung that's inhalation cool. spout, go go with vape. Go with really I low was... concentration on, on whole flower vape, though. If you if yeah, you that's a wrong. good idea. And I do was it with a water pipe. I mean, vaping through a water pipe, especially if you have hot water in the water pipe. I know it sounds crazy. But the steam from the hot water will combine w- with the vape from the vaporizer and it will be very soothing on your lungs. It mm-hmm. works. I should try that out, man. That's good advice. I must try it out yourself. Yeah.
3: What
1: are you well,
0: you said hot water now. I-,
3: I love the vape. I must try it out now with the hot water. Yep. Yeah, hot water through a water vape, pipe with the vape. With the vape so. And
0: it's almost like a medicine. I'm talking about like a cold to soothe soothe your lungs kind of a feeling. Mm. It's really yeah, nice. You can
4: get some like adapters for like uh, like I have a Crafty uh, storage and bickle here and I know the you guys have the Mighties. You can that's what you're talking about hooking up to your bongs, eh?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, I have yeah, yeah. got mine actually. What I'm using is Terra, but the, the Mighty would be great, the Crafty would work. Anything oh, yeah. that has a waterproof sure. adapter and just stick that into a good good bong and and do it through hot water, man. That's going to be great for you.
3: I've never tried to chew hot water no no me we're gonna have but to try know. this I have I have bong I've I've often filled up my bong with a bit of whiskey uh,
1: instead of water you could have drink the whiskey <laughs> after <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking right yeah it oh my god doesn't
3: taste great
2: the day when you stick your head over the bowl of flipping steaming hot whatever with a towel
0: over your head when you had a chesty coffin yeah well, yeah, yeah or a, steam, a steam room right that
1: makes hair. sense yeah. Right, so is that all the
0: questions that we got admitted now? Now Richard D wanted to know how to fix his his pH drift and he said it's uh a, a res a red drift. So it's, it, it's um you've got to try
1: and find the right balance between how much the plant is drinking and how much nutrients is in the water as well because that once you find that right balance the pH will fluctuate less but if the plants eating more than you're giving it and it's dropping the the EC then that's gonna change the, uh, the pH to the, the nutrient solution. And the same thing the opposite way around as well. You know, If you're giving it too much, then that will change the, the pH of the solution too. So once you find the right balance where the EC just stays stable for a few days, then it should be all right. It shouldn't fluctuate on the pH too much. But remember you can fluctuate between 5.8 and 6.2 and it's good to let it swing a little bit as well so it can get nutrients from the whole range. So don't be too strict with it. Just make sure it doesn't drop like below 5.6. Just try and find the right balance of food. So less food, probably. That's always a good way to go. Less food. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yep, I
0: think that's um, it. Uh, sure.
1: Sweet. All right. So uh, let's move on oh, to the next section. Uh, you know, I love this section.
0: Could you keep losing? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm clicking all the wrong things today. <laughs> 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 what song did you play that time?
1: Oh, no, I pressed the uh, Truth or Spoof but I clicked the true or Spoof screen, not the Truth or Spoof intro screen. Oh, so we didn't man. get the intro, we just went straight to true or Spoof. We've got to hear the Truth or Spoof. Oh, thing. now the oh, back man. the video up yeah. and, and
0: take a look at the question.
1: But you know, I will edit this and it will seem as if nothing happened.
5: Truth or Spoof or Spoof or Spoof or, Spoof
1: or. Spoof So anyway, let's move on with this Truth or Spoof, man. We're going to see if we can catch you out today. Here we go. Number one. Okay. Did it move? No, because I clicked the wrong thing again. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Merit,
0: Merit, wait, 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 wait what? what's happening now? Oh, uh, no, I just didn't <laughs> click the, the right thing
1: again. It's like all of a sudden, I can't do nothing. I'm super stoned. It must be. I'm just rolling another kind of cannabis cigarette as we speak.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Right, <laughs> Triple spoof number one. It works. Look, pow. It's very complex, everybody. Let me just remind you, it's very complex, all, the, all this complicated stuff. for every uh, here we go and I did notice the typo earlier but I thought fuck it I'm not changing it for every one pound of cannabis grown indoors there are approximately 4,600 pounds of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere that's true for spoof number one is that true or false Uh, number two click the correct one pow progression cannabis was supposedly discovered by Chinese emperor Shen Nung who use cannabis as medicine as early as 27, 27 BCE. And then truth or spoof number three, there is no law that governs the cannabis plant in North Korea. It is not regulated and there is no law against it. That's number three, true or false. All right, so let me just make sure I click on the right one in here. And say, pow, yes, so there we go. <laughs> what do we have? I'm just being extra cautious right now. Uh, TG, you don't usually go first, man. You want to take it first? Uh, yeah,
4: I think number three is true. And I think number two,
1: what was number two? <laughs> I'll put it back on for you. It <laughs> was just the gist. I know the first one was the weight one. Cannabis was supposedly discovered
2: by oh, Chinese the Chinese.
0: Chinese discovered. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with that one's true. And I'm going to go with number one being false because I've, I vaguely recall hearing the other ones, but I have no actual idea if I have. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't heard about the first one. So I'm just going to go with my, my shitty, shitty gut. <laughs> shitty, shitty bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, number three, or what did I say? Number one is the false.
1: Yeah. Number one for TG. Uh, GB, you want to go next?
4: Yeah. Um,
3: I can't, um, <laughs> what was number one again?
1: Welcome the on. carbon cannabis. So, for every pound of cannabis grown indoors, there are approximately four thousand six hundred pounds of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere.
3: I'm nearly sure the Chinese one. I, I have read something about it, and I know it was around the twenty in the 27th. Um, <laughs> two thousand seven hundred. It was in in around that fucking time, if you know what I mean, um. And tr- yeah, oh, yeah. I say one is a spoof. Sure, done.
1: Yeah. Okay. ZN. Um... Are you there? I am. Are you I there, am, there I,
2: am, I am. I am. I'm, are you hearing me? I'm unmuted again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: you're hearing.
2: unmuted. I'm unmuted. I'm, um, I'm going to go for number one, being the the the, the fact mm. Mm. I've heard number two. Oh, now I'm now I'm, I'm crossed between number one and number
3: three. Mm. Well, I'm I'm crossed with three as well, mm. but I just took a gamble on number one.
2: Mm.
4: I don't even remember what three was now. Damn it.
3: <laughs> God damn you, short term memory. It <laughs> uh, just reinforces the stereotypes. That's, Fuck that's why I knew like fucking two was going to right And I'm saying, okay, I'm, I can't ask him what three was again because I am fucking mashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you um, number
1: three. You want to see it again? Yeah, want to see number three again? Yeah, go on. Go yeah, on. Yeah, let's go for three uh, again. There is no law that governs the country oh, yeah. in North Korea. It is not regulated. And there is no law against it.
2: I'm gonna go with that one being the bullshit as it goes.
0: Ooh, number three, yeah.
1: Okay, you sure? You don't? Yeah. A yeah. um, monkey.
0: Stand to you, mm. I'm sitting here doing math, you know? how that's, <laughs> that's how I'm uh, gonna <laughs> do that. Wow. Yeah. Of course, you know, that's what I've gotta do. I don't know. The, the the last one is just stupid enough to be true. It is, yeah. And, uh, so i'm just gonna let that just go with that just let it be that's the way it is i have no idea what the history book says who discovered cannabis or when it was somebody's gonna argue with the first one But i want to do the math on the first one if you're releasing 4,600 pounds of co2 that means you're probably you've got a whole lot more um weight and fuel going in and this you know the hydrocarbon is going to be partially carbon, partially hydrogen. You're going to combine that, split it, blah de blah blah de blah So how many, how many tons of fuel does it take to grow one pound of weed? I think that number is wrong. I'm going to pick me.: yeah, I was it's thinking that. Oh. I don't know. That's the way okay. it looks in my head, at least. We're done. Done. Mm. Number one. right.
1: slate, motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. Number two is the false oh, no. really yes <laughs> i don't even fucking <laughs> consider it yes i got them everybody i got them i got them did you see Forty-six hundred pounds <laughs>
0: wait a minute yeah, uh, so let's do
1: the number two first right so some um,
0: kind of thing about uh cannabis not even being we did this before something Something about it wasn't even a, 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 in history before the time of Jesus or something. i think. seen Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go yeah, yeah. back in episodes and prove this. Oh, 2727 yeah. 20, few... 27 is 2727
2: 27 years before fucking Jesus, isn't it? It's I know, and they
0: were arguing before that, you know, oh, you no, see, we didn't have a record uh, got, According, according to the sure article, I've got an a few Egyptian wrong thing wrong in this. my head that says four Okay, go ahead years. and explain it to us, Mackie. We can argue later, but this is all good fun, man.
1: Uh, so he couldn't have been a chinese emperor nobody knows whether shen nong really existed because it was so long ago you know we're talking okay. like 5000 years ago and uh he wasn't the first emperor of china because the first emperor of china was only in like 200 BCE so this is a completely 4700 years, say, 4, 7, years so ago you fucking us fucking on
0: making up yeah. an emperor and making up a date no,
1: he, he isn't made up. This you might have seen this before because it is one of them um, one of them cannabis myths that is out there, but it is debunked. Okay. Ah, uh, so
3: I have fucking read. Yeah, it. yeah, you, you would have read
1: something similar. Discussion. so that's We're, why i thought that would have been a good one because i seemed that it was a myth and it explained why it's a myth and shit i'm like oh this will catch
3: me
1: uh, if be. i told
4: you that humans have been using cannabis far longer yeah. than we sure. can believe <laughs> probably going back into the He's hundreds the of thousands
1: of
2: years I mean, <laughs>
4: What if I told you
1: that? <laughs> Maybe even longer, mate. But you know, it was illegal back then, so they kept it hidden. Oh yeah. cola. <laughs> so yeah, number one. Number one was found on a some YouTube video which I watched. Interesting. You know, and apparently for every pound of cannabis that's produced indoors, four thousand six hundred pounds of carbon dioxide is released into the atmosphere. It's crazy, man. That's a lot of carbon dioxide. Is that Greenpeace came out with that one or what? Yeah, growing mean cannabis.
4: <laughs> it's pretty number, high, but. Yeah, no, especially, that's one of the things I talk about here in Saskatchewan, because most of our power comes from burning coal and natural gas still. So running my lights, not very green, even if I have the greenest of green lights, right? It's still coming from a shit source. So that's something really important to keep in mind,
1: actually. Yeah, apparently uh, what a grow tent takes like enough power to run 29 refrigerators. Yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. The, what do you yeah. know,
2: depend It depends on the
4: rotent. Now, wait a minute. You got some serious high-pressure Yeah, it's just uh, it? on
1: average. On average. So okay. then, uh, number three. Yeah, apparently, it's all, Ganges all good, but not all good. It's like still frowned upon because it's drugs and shit, but there's no actual law that
0: prohibits it. They don't need a law over there. They'll, mm. they'll just kill you because, well, yeah,
1: games, yeah. Games do. that's it. How yeah. was that smell? <laughs> They're crazy motherfuckers, aren't they? No,
2: no. yeah, no, I've, I've heard that
4: actually. So, but fucking number one.
1: Yeah, so there we go, for Swift motherfuckers. <laughs> I got a clean slate. That's the second episode ever. Well done, Mackie. Out four, well, done.
3: Two out of oh, not bad, yeah. Mackie.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not a bad ratio. I can't complain. No. I
4: wasn't even getting it wrong to make you feel good this time too. No, really?
1: shit, what's that supposed to mean, man? Yeah. <laughs> I can sit here and argue
4: the math
0: with you if you really want to do this, but it's all just. No, i was just kidding.
1: <laughs> right, nice no, so lads, well done. Well done to
0: Mackie. Well <laughs> really. no, and thanks to everybody there in the chat. Well, well done to your this, as well. The first time you swept us off? Yes. Okay, well. It well maybe. It it took you 14 episodes, finally. Well, you you want to try doing
1: two full spoof and see how long it takes? No, you man, to I, I just want to go ahead and take your glory <laughs> away a little bit.
0: You know, dog you a little bit.
1: Oh, I'm proud of my achievement. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm happy. D- d- don't oh, don't yeah. root my vibe, man. <laughs> Stone the quotes. So All your buzz.
0: Yeah, man. Like I had a thing to do, you know.
1: Where you talk, man. Where the cat talks. I wanna. I got a thing to say, man. I was gonna say it, but I forgot it. Man. So I just light my cannabis cigarette right here coming to the end of the show what you say tg what you got for us this week
4: yeah well i don't know i wasn't feeling very creative so i thought i'd go with one of my favorite uh parody well i don't know he's he's got a good voice man he's a country and western artist called wheeler walker jr but um i'm not big into country but i fucking love this guy and if you listen to even one of his songs you will see why i love him and you will love him too so one of his songs, you um, will love it. Um,
0: yeah, I hear it on
4: tea. Uh, one of his songs is called I Like Smoking Pot a Lot. And uh, I think we can all agree, we all like smoking pot a lot, but I, I really like the the chorus. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Wheeler Walker Jr. and his, uh, his anthem. Uh, it goes I like smoking pot a lot. I like getting stoned alone. I like vaping weed indeed. I think edibles are incredible. I sure love them gummy bears, hemp shampoo for my curly hair, rubbing cannabis lotion on my <laughs> cock. I like smoking pot a lot. So <laughs> obviously, it's more in a, a country and Western type. Yeah, so I'm, a, yeah, bit, I'm yeah, a, a bit sad there, but you didn't
1: get the guitar out yeah. and start uh, a little strong.
4: Yeah. I haven't had enough dabs this, this week, man. So maybe <laughs> a, a higher on Homegrown someday. I'll, yeah, I'll maybe hire on Homegrown. <laughs> some, some
1: we can balance do the dance in the video as well you know <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah definitely check them out if you've never heard of wheeler walker jr um wheeler walker, it, it's fucking hilarious all this shit's fucking great so <laughs> and it's very tongue-in-cheek so i appreciate the irony and uh all nice. that kind of good
1: stuff yeah all right jr. nice one tg let's move on to this outro here's the outro everybody thanks for joining us yeah we, we have you know how much we appreciate you all being here taking part in the show with us thank you very much thank you very much for watching us and sticking with us for this couple of hours it seems like the show goes off about two hours and 20 minutes right it's not so bad we seem to be on that target every week if we take things easy it's nice Sweet. all right thanks for joining us it bud is? tender general fresh Invero, vero green beard temple grower yeah, that's <laughs> <I'm real>. <laughs> right now. you know we've got twisted yeah. fishes probably out there yeah. somewhere else with josh poppin cody was there uh but obviously hey, Rich. woolly uh everybody shout out in the chat man. Thanks for joining That's us.
4: L- man. You, Jockey you. Your kid. Kid.
1: Yeah. Okay, oh, drop as well. Yeah man, good to see you all. It's a pleasure good to be spending our Sunday way. evenings with you. You know, yeah, you good time smoking weed and just chatting some shit. I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Absolutely. I enjoy making this show. It's good fun.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a great bit of crack on a fucking Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah, lads? Man, you absolutely. just get to fucking sit around, get fucking absolutely stoned and learn a little bit more
2: about
1: me. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. fun. And it's it great that, you know, the chat can join us as well, because we could we could just go off and record these interviews quietly and not do it live. You know, the whole show, we could do it like we do the interviews. But I do like coming out here and having the, the audience being involved in the show. It's good, man. We oh, should
3: know here we forgot? We forgot fucking our old friend Cody.
1: Oh no, I mentioned he's, Cody. He's I mentioned he's Cody. A, oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, hey. yeah. Oh, sorry. He's on the streaming mission, so we don't want to do this too <coughs> yeah, much. You know, he's got to be there for a few more days. Just, yeah, definitely. <laughs> exactly. farmer, big Farmer, Big Farmer. I didn't mention Big Farmer. Yeah,
4: yeah. Next Husker, is big farmer. User, Harvey, Fucking yeah,
1: everybody.
0: I get yourself, you. Then. I'm sorry. Oh, didn't mean to. Yeah, so um,
1: we do have another channel and I'm just trying to get them last few likes to get us to 100. Uh, high on Homegrown. If you search for that on YouTube, you'll find the channel. If you're not subscribed to that yet and you do like the show, then check out that channel and subscribe to that if you can, please. Just trying to push that over the uh, 100 mark so I can make a URL and then get some flyers made and ship. And it, it's good to spend Sundays with you lads as well. Don't, don't forget. I do appreciate everything you do and all the work everybody puts in to make the show what it is every week. It's awesome. Yeah. So let's keep it up, man. Let's keep pushing. Let's get more likes. Let's get more subscribers. Let's get this podcast out there. A yeah. Thousand downloads a week is what we want. Let's do it. Yeah. Do, do it. it. Just do it. Share.
4: Call the guys. Now. Do it. Do it.
1: Do it now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Thanks, everybody. Night, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Catch hey, you people. next week, uh, wherever you are. Stay Out of trouble. Uh, Stay safe. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, this is for you.
0: Goodbye.
1: Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully, by now you've listened to all of the episodes in the past as well as this one. If not, then you can go to iTunes or Spotify. Deezer, Stitcher, even YouTube. You can go to any of those networks and you'll be able to watch the previous episodes I've done in the past. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you share it with your friends, leave a like on the video, follow us or subscribe on all of the podcast networks. It just helps all with the the future progression of the show if we have more listeners and more subscribers. Also, if you can, we do have a Patreon page, so you can head over to patreon.com slash Room. All we ask you to do is listen. That is plenty. We appreciate every single listener. But if you can do more by liking the video, sharing, and even going to the extent of becoming a Patreon, that will be massively appreciated. We'll see you again next week.